Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Want an easy way to boost the bottom line of your business? Install energy-efficient equipment. PSE&G can show you how upgrades to your lighting, HVAC, commercial refrigeration, and more can improve the performance of your organization and enhance the overall customer experience. Contact us to set up a free on-site energy assessment. We'll provide the expert advice you need to jumpstart your savings. Visit bizsave.pseg.com today. to the media scrum version of Talk to Keiki. <laughs> You're holding on to that one for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, the king oh. is dead. Fapita is ballistic. We love her. Uh, a lot of crazy shit. We find out why couples break up. I'm Matt, your host, and to join me as always, a man who will kick down your door and not slap his thigh while doing it. Ethan, what's up? Uh, Nothing, man. Same old shit, bro. Same old shit. Oh, man, uh, we had it's a crazy season. It is football season. We had a crazy week of professional wrestling. Yes, we did. We had a lot, and now we are here talking about more, more, more anime. Maybe we'll reference some other stuff. Are we? You know what I was thinking literally the other day. I was like, you know, this summer has been wild with seven for me at least seventeen shows, and we tried nineteen. I tried nineteen, and I have seventeen that I watch on a weekly. And it's like, you know, I think fall is going to be just as bad, but without bleach. I, now, now I gotta look just in case. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold on, are we adding bleach because they're being assholes or no? I mean, 
I'm stuck because it's like I didn't watch Summertime Rendering because I was like, no, I'm going to wait for it to come out on Disney. So if they're going to do the same shit to Bleach, you know, I kind of feel like I'm, I have to, especially because I binged the rest of Bleach earlier in the year to get to this point. So it's like I feel like yeah, I look- there's, there's like a lot of horror looking posters. I haven't looked. I guess we're going to take time to do this, I suppose. Then see, we're... see, Danchi looks like it's fucking horror type. And it's an original too. Sweet. All right, let's go to the fucking. How, sorry, housing complex C. Let's go to the browse. We're gonna go to yeah, next we're, we're... season, upcoming next season. Let's. I'm not gonna say my loud. I am just gonna count. Oh, I didn't add Chainsaw Man. What? Oh, 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 no. What plan to watch? Yes, ma'am. Oh yeah, it's gonna be amazing. God. Oh, I did say I wanted to watch this movie. This. Oh yeah, this is the Shinkai movie. Of course, I'm gonna fucking set the planning. Duh. It's fucking Shinkai. It's goddamn Shinkai. Oh my god, bro. There's so many bangers. No. So oh! <laughs> oh my god. I got about 14, maybe 15. I haven't even. Yeah, I got that many right now. Fuck. There's a lot of movies. I haven't, like I said, I haven't really looked at the whole thing. There's a lot of movies, including the ones that we're really, really looking forward to. I don't know. Um, also, just a lot of them just came up I, that we have I not have heard of. Part- I have to start going through them to see. Um, I haven't. Yeah, I, them all yet. I'll, I'm gonna read them all later. Yeah. To oh. Double check. These are the ones I'm actually watching or not. Oh, Harem has a uh, has an OVA. Oh, what's it coming out? Uh, November 25th. Yeah, 76 days from now. Yep. Yeah, so is Friends a Girlfriend and Man the Best. They have OVAs, OVAs, uh, specials. Mm, I'm not gonna set them yet because we... no, the Runs a Girlfriend and the Best come out on the 26th. Oh, October. I, just, I saw the uh, the special with uh, what's her face, Prushka, right? Oh man, well, I mean, they're always delayed because we don't ever get those. Like, yeah, we we'll probably, we probably won't get it like January. Yeah, I mean, just based off what I have one, two, three, excluding including Bleach, four, five, six, seven. Like I said, there's a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Eight. I've only got eight so far out of this list, and I have to I go got, through I'm gonna, and I'm see gonna, what else Yeah, I'm going to go for them, but as of right now, just by looking at them, I think it's four. Ah, uh, dude. I don't know, but uh, like I said, definitely have uh, have eight already. Nine if you include Boruto. Any ones that are going to be... Um, continuing? Continuing? Uh, no. No? Cuckoos will be done. Summertime will be done. Uh, yeah, nothing's carrying over. I wonder if Black Summoner will. Let me click on Black Summoner. Doesn't uh, say whether Black Summoner will or not as of yet. Also, yes, people, we are aware JoJo came out. We're going to try to do it next week. <laughs> I'm halfway through it. I, I, I can binge it. I can binge it a day because I have no episodes on Sunday. So, Oh, true. So I can watch well, Sunday fo- and then football. my day off. It's what? Fo- it's football. Yeah. Well, for me, it's football. So Sunday will be rough for me because I'm gonna be constantly watching football on Sundays. Yeah, yeah but we are, but we will try to re- review it next week. Oh, I got to do the everyone tag. Oops, eat the cake anime. Right. We're gonna go everyone. We got to pin it also. Pin, pin to featured, comment at everyone. Enter. Come watch us. That's right. right. There won't be gay porn, Sean, but we probably will say some gay shit because, you know, we always do. <laughs> that was funny. 
I know. I was like, I was like, oh, like lucky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we should ask them like the details. Was it like just soft? Was it good? Was he just really in there? Was it twins? like? Was it good? Like, was really? it was it good or was it Lars Sullivan type? <laughs> Enough, Matt. Let's get this show on the road, dude. Yeah, we got a couple of news. We got some adaptations. Mm-hmm. Uh, light novel teaching the young lady I picked up broke off her engagement things she isn't supposed to do, allowing her to eat good food, dressed fashionably, the- and making her the happiest girl in the world. <gasps> Bro, if you have asthma, forget it. It's a whole asthma attack reading that fucking line. So, how do you? How would you title it? <laughs> oh my god. You know, you should send me the Japanese name so I could try and read it out loud since I'm decent at Japanese now. Said Kon Yaku Haki Sareta Rejo Wo Hirota Orega Ikenai Koto Wo Oshikemu. That's it. That's it? Yep. So the <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese version is shorter than the American translation. But it's still annoying as fuck. Good God. What is this about, Matthew? Oh, we're going to do a synopsis. All right. Then why the fuck would you announce it if you're not going to say a synopsis? Yeah, all right. I want to read a long title. What's it about? Who gives a fuck? All right. the title. Alan, a Miss Anthropic Wizard, lives deep in the forest. He is known as the Demon Lord and feared by those around him. One day, while living his life as a hermit, he comes across a young girl named Charlotte who has collapsed in the forest. Despite being innocent, she was accused of evil deeds, had her engagement annulled, and was forced to flee her country. When he heard that, Alan remembered the agony of being portrayed by a group he once thought was his companions. After hearing the story of the 17-year-old's exploit, exploitation alan decides i'll let her live in my mansion and i'll teach her all sorts of bad things that's it sounds like a pass it does uh too bad too bad too bad i didn't i guess when you put a comment it goes three different directions but fuck it too bad yeah too bad we can get exactly too bad you you could choose to ignore it uh anyway uh unfortunate news isekai og san is being Delayed in, uh, again, indefinitely. Indefinitely. Yep. What a fail! That is upsetting. So we were gonna have to wait and find out. We only have seven episodes, Aaron. Uh, as for episode eight, we have no idea when that's going to happen. Have the, have the rumor mills said anything? Has Dave Meltzer said anything about this? Uh, it, as, of, as of right now, it says television anime announced on Friday that the broadcast will be delayed from episode eight onward. Onwards, due to impact of COVID nineteen on the production, the anime mm. will rebroadcast previous episodes for the month of September. Uh, the new premiere date for episode eight will be announced at a later time, so we probably won't get the rest until sometime in October. Probably. So basically, life must be rough. These nuts are rough. Okay. Yep. These nuts are rough. Indeed. These nuts are rough. All right. Moving on. More news. More news. Let's see. I don't care about the marriage. Uh, the Age of Magic's Bride is getting a season two finally. Mm. It'll be released in spring 23. Mm. 
So I'm going to have to watch season one to get caught up. All right, moving on. Talk about Beastars? That one's in my head. Oh, yeah. I will get to that one. Uh, Beastars, uh, season three will come out 2024. The final season of Beastars. You know, yeah. I just, I'm, I don't know, because I'm normally not a fan of anime with furries, but like everybody and their mother talks about how good Beastars is. And it's like I I enjoy B stars, and I really hope this is not another twelve episode season. From what in the manga, because read the manga, for what is left, it's got to be a twenty four episode thing. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't cram it all in twelve episodes. You can't shove all the the big black episodes into the uh, tiny episode hole. Exactly. This cannot mm-hmm. be. This cannot be black dot com. <laughs> we can't have you're it. on a roll today buddy popping me pause i know uh all right Pop moving me. on tier moon empire light novel is getting a tv anime no release date yet mm. so congrats to you people who ever read it mm. uh what did you call it rose the rose of versailles is getting the anime movie not adaptation the movie mm. all right good for them okay uh, what else? Uh, manga Kimi no Todoke from Me to You manga is getting a live action series mm. in Netflix Japan. Okay, that's it. That's it for the news. Are we going to give our condolences to the queen or no? We don't care about anyone. Oh, gives a fuck. Okay, you heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> Matthew doesn't care about England, everyone. <clears throat> no, I care about England, just not her. God save the queen from Philip. Fuck, having fucking pedophile grandchildren. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, you know, I guess it runs in the family since they married their third, the fucking Elizabeth married her third cousin. Yeah. That's wild. All right. Anyway, let's get to some reviews. Right. Even what do you got for me? Uh, I always forget that I start first without <laughs> fail. Always forget. It just, I know. Over my head. Okay. Um, Boruto was whatever. Um, <laughs> moving on. Boruto's forever. We go to the next episode. I don't even remember what the fuck happened in Boruto this week. Uh oh. They <laughs> yeah, because it was whatever. It really is. This is a, such a forgettable arc, dude. To be told, Boruto just like of all like things to hit. Nah, chief. This this wasn't it. But no, Boruto basically did a uh, like an outdoor practice mission type of thing. Uh, they basically d- did like straws from a hat and picked uh, picked their teams. And so Kawaki got separated from K. Um, Himawari got to stay with K though. And basically, we see uh, Kawaki attempt to, um, I guess, shield her while doing the mission. But he keeps leaving his teammates who are, are aware of everything. So his teammates keep beating him up. Which is kind of silly considering Kukuraki's like that. But in any case, um, they progress and um, Kay gets pulled away from the groups. Um, she gets called out into the forest by this like nervous little boy, I guess that's part of their class. And he wanted to basically ask her for uh, some advice on some sweets he made because his family owns a sweet shop and he's going to be entering his sweets into a competition. But he pussies out and he runs away, leaving Kay alone. Himawari uh, ends up finding Kay and they end up trying to go back to where the groups are. But then a giant fi- fire breathing bear comes what? out. A fire, fire, yes, a fire breathing bear. Not comes a dragon, out. a bear. <laughs> yeah, a fire breathing bear comes out, starts attacking them. <clears throat> They're running away. 
and uh, their sensei, Hannah sensei, comes over and uses her like jitsus to try and subdue the bear. But she's terrible. She sucks. And she ends up getting caught in the bear's traps. And Kawaki has to save her. And so Kawaki does. And Kawaki's all cool because he saved her. And um, it's like a story of not being nervous and blah, 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 blah. So meh. Meh. <laughs> meh. All right. Moving Next. on. Next. That's uh, the shortest Boruto review ever. It is because I just I'm tired and I don't give a fuck. I'm tired. I'm old. <laughs> I'm surrounded <laughs> by children. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I guess uh, no, no, no. The people you dealt with last week were children. Yeah, the people I dealt with were fucking children in my personal life. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, well, yeah, this is prop. We're gonna try our best to make this a quickie tonight, folks. Yeah. Unprotected. Gotta... Unprotected quickie. You know, so window. The best kind. Spawning a spawning a talk to kicky baby came from tonight. Right, hey, let's go. keep going, keep going, baby. All right, my isekai life. My isekai life is still running solid. Basically, Yuji comes into like the little forum that they're in, and um, Walter takes care of not the wrestler, Walter takes oh, care Gunta. of <laughs> Gunta. No, Walter takes care. Uh, he runs away basically with his like uh stooge or whatever, and he basically like rises like these these zombie demons or something. Anyway, Yuji takes care of them, no problem. One, two, three. But by the time he makes it to like this main atrium where Walter is, um, oh, looks like my buddy's here. Um, what's it called? Uh, by the time he makes it over to the thing, give me a second. God damn it. One second, guys. I have a friend came. All right, I am going to talk during all this, I guess. This is how it's going to go. How was your day, everyone? Welcome to the show. Have a seat. Grab a drink. All my co-hosts irresponsibly answer the door for a friend. <laughs> Tadaima! Tadaima! Tadaima, Minasan! Buffalo's up 10-0. All right, cool. Ten-o, yeah. Anyway, um, you don't want to be on my stream? You don't want to say what's up to the, to the, to the, to the weaves? Nah, you don't want to see these. these bitches. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the gay porn. To sh- <laughs> <laughs> One of our fucking homies actually had somebody like troll him and put gay porn in the middle of his stream, bro, because he let some fuck nigga came in there and, and do that shit, bro. Uh, the seats right there, shadows behind you. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, all right. So let me get back to where we're going. So yeah, let's get back to where. We, uh, some, I don't know. Another my Sky Life. That was there. My Sky Life. Yeah. So uh, usually makes it to the main atrium and. When he makes it to the main atrium, Walter connected himself to like this fucking, I don't know, this chair with like some sort of fucking pimp juice. I don't know what the fuck, but he turns into like some pimp dra- juice. Some pimp juice. No, but in all seriousness, it has what's called the, it's, it has the dragon's grace from earlier in the season that we talked about. So, uh, what's it called? So he basically pumps himself full of the dragon's grace, turns himself into like this demon dragon type of thing. And Walter and the slimes have a little bit of trouble, not a lot of trouble, but a little bit of trouble. Um, because the, he basically, whenever he takes damage, he takes those, like those zombie demon things that he had earlier in the episode. And he basically absorbs them to regenerate his health, which is pretty cool. So anyway, um, so he keeps, uh, what's it called? Keeps regenerating himself, but eventually they deal like a super duper powerful blow and they're able to basically off him. However, before they off him, off him, how it's like I said, some super duper fire blow, and he basically oh. has like oh, three quarters of, of his fucking much. body like seared off, like it's just a fucking hole, like humongous hole. But in any case, um, so he. Uh, there's more to the to the to the, the prophet because I, I had mentioned in the previous week how there was a a prophet that basically said like you know he has to be the one to lead the the sage to his death 
However, basically, it wasn't the sage. It wasn't Yuji that needed to die. It was Walter that needed to die because not only did that like pimp juice type of chair thing give him the dragon's grace, he basically did like a self-sacrifice of himself, all the remaining demons and his stooge in order to summon like spirit summon the a great sage except this great sage is like super evil like he was he was killed at a young age but he's like super duper op and so we get a fight between walter i'm not fight we get a fight between yuji and this great sage and they go blow for blow back and forth back and forth and yuji can't get that can't get a heads up can't get a heads up and basically he ends up um as he he keeps going into the negative as we mentioned before that's a cop out i guess but you can go into the negative with your mp so he's like in negative 70,000 mp and he's running out of steam and he thinks he gets him with his super duper final blow uh things like hellfire's demise or some shit like that whatever the fuck but he doesn't and then it's a cliffhanger where the guy's gonna unleash his like fucking super duper demon blow in front of like all of him and his slimes and he's gonna get fucked so that's how that episode ends so it i'm not doing it justice like many of the shows that i describe but it's really solid really it's a solid show worth giving an effort in regards to that moving on what's next bakumatsu bad boys again solid what the fuck happened though i don't remember oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's solid but i don't know what the fuck man it was last friday bro i've had a lot of shit happen all right, all right. Friday that's and fair, now. That's fair. plug that bitch let's go oh here it is yeah here we go first one bang here we go um okay <clears throat> so the gang basically goes through and uh begins to help basically rebuild kyoto after the giant fire fire from the previous episode um and along the way they start to get goodwill with the people as i mentioned in the previous episode they had three days to restore the name of the shinsengumi and in essence they've managed to do that um we see akira and her man i forget his name but like the the one dude who might he's like a tweener like he may be evil may not be but basically the guy who asked her to marry him like they progress a little bit through their episode and it's kind of cute from that perspective um and then we also see ichiban boshi and sakia actually kind of make up they end up having like a little bit of a middle ground and sakia basically tells him like hey you know like this is like you, you realize that you have to kill your brother blah 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 you know ichiban boshi still wants to like try and talk to him but they end up like having a good conversation about sakia and his family and why he killed his father when he was young for his very first kill and he talked about you know there's a say there's a prophet not a prophet like a saying basically that says if you've killed a thousand people your world changes and so Ichiban Boshi is like has your world changed but they don't get a chance to answer that question because they end up going over to some fucking um thing or another um meanwhile as this is happening this conversation is happening the conversation uh rather the the tone shifts because um what's his dick um fuck what the fuck is this guy's name uh, Sukito, Sukito, Rashomaro. He is talking with the evil guys from the Mass Demon Lords, and they're saying you have to kill your brother. And he doesn't really want to. At the end of the day, you know, some of his of Ichiban Boshi's words from the previous episodes kind of like sticking in his head very slowly but surely. So after he tells him that, he's like, you have to also kill the prophet, who's I believe was in episode four. Um, so he does the prophet. Um, and he goes over, and the prophet ends up having a conversation, and basically they basically talk about how <clears throat> the uh, what's it called how. The, the entire reason for the mass demons touchdown the entire reason for the mass demons uh their plan is to basically keep japan pure keep foreigners away but the prophet or the scholar rather is basically saying like it's an impossible thing like the shogun is going to die you know there's going to be foreign investment it's going to help japan there's nothing you can do to stop it 
and they have this back and forth and eventually Rashomaru kills the uh kills the scholar um and he basically resigns himself to like yo like I've I'm fucked. Like, there's no way nobody could save me. I kill people. That's my job. I killed my own mother. Like, this is the way it's going to be. You know, like, this is the way it's going to be. You're going to have to kill me because I'm not going to be stopped. Whatever the fuck. So he basically has that, like, not epiphany, but like that resolution, that resolute moment in regards to that. Uh, The next day, uh, basically, they find out Sakia and um, Ichiban Boshi go in the steed of, um, of Toro. I believe his name is Toro. I forget his name now. Same thing. I forget these guys' names because there's so many fucking animes I watch. But I forget his name. But anyway, he goes in there, see, they find out basically that the scholar's killed, and through a code that is left, uh, they find out that they have to go to the port of Osaka because there's gonna be some foreign people coming over, um, and they have to protect them from the mass demons. So um, again, another show I'm not doing justice. Solid plot though. I, I really enjoy this because even though like they have some magical swords at the same time, it's still re- it's still 14th century Japan, like 13th century, 14th century Japan. It's really, really solid. So, you know, I'm digging it a lot. Uh, moving on. Ruby. Uh, another solid episode of Ruby, if I'm being honest. Um, we basically see how the plan happened from episode nine with Blake. Uh, Blake basically says like, hey, um, I'm going to let the, um, the, the Grimm infect me and once it infects me i'll be on equal leveling with uh negative weiss and uh we'll be able to fight it out and then my goal is that you know she'll be able to like really see eye to eye with me in this same level since we're going to be level and then i'll just trust you guys to save me um and so it comes with its disadvantages and advantage for that because she's super powerful super dark but because she willingly let the Grim take over her and it wasn't a hostile takeover, they, they still expect her to kind of pull through easier because of the fact that she still has her like will and she maintained her will. Um, but basically, we see them go back and forth. It's a really tight battle. Um, we see Weiss get the, the, the head and this allows Ruby to be able to get past the battle. Her sister Yang helps her get past uh, whatever field she has to do, um, whatever thing she has to do, uh, whatever fucking battle, whatever the fuck. And she gives her the relic and she basically Ruby goes into the, 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 the theater room and the episode ends with Ruby basically fighting the grim that's inside of uh, Weiss the final time. So that way she can save Weiss. So again, as I mentioned before, really solid. I hate that it's not a standalone. Like this is just a piece. It's like a long series within the piece of Ruby because the rest of Ruby sucks like in terms of the animation and it's in English and I don't want to watch it in English either. So that sucks, but really solid. And you know something, if it wasn't for made in abyss, I swear to you, if it wasn't for made in abyss, I would pick Ruby for my soundtracks of the year. Love the music. I love the music in Ruby and it's got great animation. That's what keeps me going. Like, you know, the story is okay because of the fact that it's mixed in between that, but the animation and the music. Awesome. So rooster teeth in 2022, Thumbs up, buddy. Thumbs up. And then what do we got left? Ichi, Ni, San, Shi, Go, Saigono, Saigono anime, uh, Black Summoner. I love Black Summoner. This is one of my low-key favorites of the season, Black Summoner. So um, basically, Yuji speaks to his new wife. What's her face? What's her dick? Fuck, I forget her name now. Mel. What's Melf- her dick? <laughs> What's her dick? Melfina. Um, and so she speaks to Melfina, and uh, Melfina's like, hey, congratulations on being able to summon me you get a reward and you think like oh is it gonna be sexual nah it's not gonna be sexual so she gets he gets uh basically um melfina's grace and so there's a thing where if you get like a goddess's grace it helps you in battle 
Um, and so she, he asked, like, okay, so I got your grace. What does that give me? So the first thing it does is it gives him it gives him the ability to tank a fatal shot once a month. Like he can just get like blown to bits and die, and he'll survive once a month. And the second thing it allows him to do, which is the more critical aspect, it allows him to summon a hero class character. He can basically summon a hero class character. And so the rest of the story of that episode basically follows like how he wants to summon the character. And so he's like, you know, do you do I want to summon them from another realm? Do I want to take a soul uh, and reincarnate them? Reincarnation summoning like he, he picks and chooses, but eventually he goes with a reincarnation summoning. He puts all of his magic in except for one MP. So he gets a strong character instead of like a group of characters like that are split. <clears throat> and so out comes as a result of this magic out comes. Uh, I would say I'm not a little girl, but she's got to be like, I don't know, somewhere between the ages of like 12 and 14, I would say. And so um, her name is Rio. And she basically says, oh, you know, thank you for reincarnating me. Like I died and thank you so much. And then she passes out from the toll of, of, of the magic. And then uh, uh, what's his face? Kelvin also passes out from the, the toll of the magic because he lost all of his MP except one. They wake up a few hours later and we see Rio go outside and she's playing outside like a little kid and she's thoroughly enjoying it. And we find out the reason why she's like that is because she was a sickly child in Japan. Like she was bedridden in a hospital her whole life, never went to school as a result, never had friends. The only thing she did in the hospital was read adventurers books. And so um, we find out that that's her like avenue, I guess, from that standpoint. Kelvin comes over, they have a conversation and basically, you know, <clears throat> tried to get themselves acclimated to each other and such. And so he mentions like, hey, you know, like you're going to be my little sister because you have dark hair and dark hair apparently is uncommon in that in that world. So like, hey, you're going to be my little sister from another world that, that came in later on compared to when I came in. And uh, we're going to basically, you know, we're going to be busy and I need you to change your name because your name reminds me of someone I don't like. I forget how that came about. That might have been earlier in the season. I just don't remember it. But she's like, and he's like, I need you to change your name to something else because I don't like your name, basically, because it reminds me of this person. And so she's like, I'll call myself instead of Rio. I'll call myself Rion. And he's like, well, that's not much different. And he, she's like, yeah, but it makes me more comfortable. And because, you know, when I used to read my adventurers books, I used to call myself Rion and I put myself there. So I really want to be called Rion. And so he obliges. He's like, all right, Rion, you're going to be my sister. Like, this will be good. Everything's all well. That ends well. And that'll be that. So, um, really solid shit. Really, really solid. I enjoyed that episode. Nothing crazy, but really good stuff. All right, very good. My turn. Uh, I'm gonna start with this one because I forgot <laughs> it last week. Nah. Devil, devils are part timers. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, basically, uh, they're at the beach house, like Mao and the others, and one of his supporters told them that, "Hey, the person running the beach house is uh, she's crazy. She's she eats people and all this." Mm-hmm. But you find out it was a miscommunication. She actually guards a place where, like, the souls of dead people like rest, that type of thing. Mm. And the fact that Mal disturbed them because of this, they mm. gotta leave. So all that, like, money a day, like ten thousand yen a day, and all that, yeah, that that job's gone. But she does pay them. Then we go to the latest episode where. What's that bitch's name? Basically, uh, they're at the beach house, like Mao uh, and the others. Sorry, somebody mentioned uh, us. So I yeah, okay. Uh, Chiho, her uh, grandmother, uh, she got she got attacked by a by a boar, so she can't do farm work. So so she invites Mao 
and that his friends to go do the work for them while the grandmother recuperates. Mm-hmm. And the guys, the guys go, not the girls. Eventually, eventually, Emmy goes because now she wants to work at the farm because she doesn't trust Mao. Because when Mao was a child, sorry, not not Mao. When Emmy was a child, Mao ruined her dad's garden. Mm. So it was like very precious to her father, and she can't forgive him for it. That's mm-hmm. that shit. That's why she's volunteering to do the garden work because, again, he sucks ass. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you gotta get up at four a.m. You gotta do all this. You gotta do that. Like, I don't need you to apologize. Just let you know that I still hate you for it. Can't apologize, motherfucker. Exactly, all that shit. Uh, they do the yard work and all this, and eventually, the boar. Oh no, there wasn't a boar. It was a bear. There was a bear in the garden. Mm-hmm. And what they're like, don't make any sounds, anyone. Who makes a sound? A fucking baby. <laughs> the ant's child starts crying. I was like, God damn it, kid. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of that was the end of the cliffhanger. I didn't watch today's episode. Word. It's just okay. Yeah, a little disappointed from season one. Makes sense. All right, made I hired this uh, this thing. <laughs> Mm-mm. All right. Uh, first half is Lilith being sick with a fever. She wants to keep serving. Uh, she, apparently she can't because, again, she's sick. This makes Yuri want to help her out. Like, oh, no, you got to go to bed and all this. Uh, first, we thought it was, you know, her getting so flustered. She was weak in the knees. But no, she has a... <laughs> you know the deal. And then uh, we do that. She feels better. Yada, yada. They go do their thing. And then Sukasa invites them to a Halloween party. Uh, so she wears this seductive dragon made out. Mm. I know, right? Uh, everyone was having fun. Even uh, the other maid, Fujisaki, she eventually dresses up because her her young master, or mistress, really, <laughs> convinced her to dress up and all this and even take photos. Mm. All that happens, they have a good time. Uh, Sukasa mailed them photos of them at the Halloween party in their outfits. Uh, yeah, uh, Yuri's outfit was basically Rudis. It was Rudis. It was basically like <laughs> Wizard Clothes, the staff. I was like, oh, it's fucking Rudis. Okay. It's, it's, it's great value, Rudis. Yeah, but but what you call it? Uh, yeah, that's not as good as him. <laughs> not as horny as him. And a reverse pedophilia. <laughs> reverse pedophilia. <laughs> what in the Queen of England bullshit is this? <laughs> oh, God, no. This place this explains this. He's not Japanese. Okay. God. But uh, I've, we go next one. Lilith gets a letter in the mail. Uh, apparently, it's very important, so she hides it behind her back. And Yuri sees like suspicious <laughs> all this, but he he demands to know what's going on. Uh, it turns out the people that she was working for, they're aware that they were aware that uh, she snuck out to to go serve this young kid. So she has to go back hmm. immediately. <laughs> All this is, so she doesn't want to go. Yuri doesn't want her to go. Like, I don't want to be alone and all this, so please don't, please don't leave me. Sounds like a song. Like, I'm your master. I don't want to be alone. Please don't, yeah. please don't, please don't leave me. Yeah, then she just crumples up the paper saying, ah, fuck it, I'll stay. What's the worst that could happen? Hey. So we'll wait till next episode when something worse happens. That right. sounds so drab. What? That sounds so drab. I, I don't regret dropping it at all. Yeah. No, I have a dude to fulfill the finish it. Mm-mm-mm. Isakai Oji-san. 
Uh, I watched last week's episode. I get a chance to watch uh, yesterday, so I'm gonna go. And yesterday's is the final one, right? For that's gonna be. Uh no, next week with mm. episode seven. Mm. Yeah, we're on episode six, so next week, so I'll watch them both. And then mm. for it. So I figured that'd be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get more uh, backstory. Uh, OG San Besi shows uh, Takafumi and Sumika, like, oh, yeah, it was what happened when uh, he met this uh, ice girl again, Mabel, who wanted to kill him. Apparently, he gave her really bad advice. Mm-hmm. So I got her so enraged that she, that she wanted to kill him. Eventually, she calmed down. Uh, they're back at his. Ho- they're back at the hotel. He's she's in his room. Oh my. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, she's talking about like how she was doing this uh, labor work. She doesn't like it. So Oji San gives her a ring, and he's he's like talking about oh like if you have this, you'll have to, you'll have to, you won't have to worry about money or anything ever again. She thought it was an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's like, oh yeah, you know you can just sell it. And then she freaks out because. He, because she thought he was confessing his love to her, mm-hmm. but no, he just give her this powerful ring when there's only seven of them, just to pot off, just so you ha- you have money for the rest of your life. You know, it means ten cents in Chinese money where they live. <laughs> but, uh, but basically, so because it's again, she gets enraged again, <laughs> starts to attack him. Eventually, the Sundara elf she walks in, and what we we see Oji San tying her down on the floor, ropes mm. all this, his hands on mm. her thighs, bloody huff. Like <sighs> she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. So he <laughs> so she thought she was having sex. He was he tied her up and have sex with her. He's like, help me, she's out of control. But she sees the ring he also gave her that if like, oh. Like oh, so they get really. Oh, I see, I see. So she cuts the things to free her, and this and Mabel just freezes him. All that shit, all that shit's going on, all from a fucking misunderstanding. Takafumi and Sumika, they just look at the glares like you are the worst. Uh. All this shit, and it's like, didn't you? And they were asking him, like, didn't you like talk to a god there? Because there's usually a god in Isekai's. Mm-hmm. Like, did you not talk to one? And he. Did not know, but we keep going rewinding like all the 17 years. He keeps getting attacked by villagers. One of them, he got crucified. Mm-hmm. All this shit, and all because they think he's an orc because he has that orc like face because he's fucking ugly. And then you find out from the beginning like who, who he talked to. And apparently, he there was a that everyone when you're transported, you get a wish. And he blurred out he wished he could understand their language. So she kind of gave him directions <clears throat> to this mountain thing where he could he could learn the language while again his ass kicked by these random people who think he's a fucking orc. <laughs> also, they do mention Japan when he was frozen solid with Mabel. She was talking about this fairy tale thing and he mentioned Japan. So like, oh shit, these guys know Japan, this other world. Nihon. Yes. So all this going on, they were so underwhelmed, like, you know what? Let's let's just have coffee. Let's just take a break. Too much, damn it. Mm. I'm not doing justice, but it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for the comedy aspect of it. Moving on again, Shadow's House. Uh, we had that big reveal that da, 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 Mary Rose, she's <laughs> the one that's causing sabotaging. Dun, dun, dun. And, and you find out why she is, and you find out why she was also making her doll Rosemary sick mm. because she's at the age of adulthood where. The shadow and the living doll have to merge. 
She don't want that. So that's why she's been like getting the doll sick with the suit sickness and all this. Hmm. Basically, like a defective fan to not really go through with it. So, what happens when they merge? Is this is that's what uh, Edward does in season one? It's he's a shadow and he's also a doll. Like he just basically just switches out hmm. that type of phase. Like their subconscious is one. Your turn. <laughs> okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. More or less that. So just hearing all of this. And there's this one, there's one scene with the living doll. It looks so fucking grotesque. I can't, I can't, unfortunately, I can't like pop up an image, but I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm glad you can't. No, <laughs> no, I cannot. But yeah, um, but yeah, again, all of this, like, she wants to defy the Shadow Lords and all this. Mm-hmm. And since Kate and everyone else on the plan, it's like, I can't let you leave. So. Eventually, Emilico and Sean, they get uh, caught away. Of course, Edward, uh, we, we, we finally see him after not seeing him since season one. Mm-hmm. He knows about this. He knows about what Mary Rose is trying to do and all this. And yeah, she's trying. Now Now he wants to go see her for, for himself. That's that thing. Oh, no, you can't stop. Like, we're going to stop you and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, the Shadow of Living Doll, the, the whole fusion thing, they want it. They want it to happen regardless, so they're gonna try to track Mary Rose down to get her to force her to be to merge with the with the doll. Mm-hmm. So that was really it for that episode. Moving on, classroom of the elite. The math. One. What? No. The there, math there's, one. Yes, there's but there's no test this time. There's nothing like that, thankfully, because test is done. Uh, Kushida's a bitch somewhere. Uh, no one's trying to ruin anyone. But yeah, uh, basically they talked about Class D. They got they got the results. No one got expelled in terms of Class D. So they all talk and all this. Ariana Koji, uh, he meets a random student in the library after uh, Suzune told her, hey, drop off this book for me to check out because I know you want it. So basically if you go there, check it out, check it back in type of thing, mm-hmm. you can have it. But she actually met this girl. When Ariana Koji gets there, he meets a girl at the library. They actually start talking. And then... His teacher comes in saying, uh, I have to talk to you. Come with me. You have a visitor. Huh? And it's his dad. Mm. His dad finally found him. And he's like, why the hell are you here? Uh, basically, he was calling Ayana Coach like an ungrateful son. Like I had, all, had his whole plan set out for you. Mm-hmm. So stop this nonsense and withdraw from school. And he's saying, like, no, I'm not doing that. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm making my own path and I don't need your shit. Sounds about right. And he's like, and the white room is back up, right? Like, yeah, so you have other students then, so why don't you just get them? It's like, but I would, but no one is good as you. It's like, no one is as smart or anything like that. So, no. So, last chance. You're going to withdraw from school or else. Or else these nuts. But eventually, the uh, the head principal of the school, he comes in, and he actually knows the father. Apparently, he it seemed like he, he worked with him during the white room and all that. Mm-hmm. But he told him, like, hey, he's a student here who wants to excel, so the fact that he's my student, I have to protect him, so you are not doing any of that, and I'm going to ask you to leave right now. Well, beat your and Also, before that, though, uh, the father tries to guilt, guilt trip out of coach and tell him that the butler died, the butler who helped him escape to go live on his own, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I coach just did not care. Like, so if you try to guilt trip me, it's not going to work. <laughs> So all that happened. Ayana Kaji talks to the principal for a bit. 
And then he calls Kay. They talk for a bit. And Ayana Koji tells her, this is the last time I'm calling you. So, like, I don't need you anymore type of thing. Kick rocks, bitch. And then she's upset about this because she's actually falling for him, despite him using her for, like, for help and stuff like this. So she she started liking him. And then he already said, like, I deleted your number. I'm not going to contact you. Don't worry. I'll still protect you if those girls try to bully you again. But other than that, that's it. Don't call me again. And he hung up. That poor girl. And yeah, she yeah, she cried. She cried a bit. And that was where the episode ended for that. Aww. I was like, oh, man. All right, last one. Summertime rendering. Thank God. I'm just kidding. Thank God. <laughs> we're, 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 we're getting there. It's not, we're still less than an hour in. Jordan, Jordan Deska. All right, uh, we picked up where we left off. Uh, Hizuru is dead. So uh, Shinpei is uh, mourning a bit. Mm. Uh, he talked to... By the way, in, uh, unrelated, the, the fucking memes from someone's time rendering of a fucking Shinpei pulling a fucking uh, Subaru. I love Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to get to that. It's, it's, it's this episode. Oh, is that episode? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, please do. But Hishigata, the father, he was like talking and all this. And then uh, Shinpei had a epiphany type of thing. Because mm-hmm. it was, it's a uh, July twenty fourth, like where the festival happened, where everyone basically got swallowed up. Mm-hmm. They're there now, and this is also where he met Ushio. Mm. So they think that Ushio is alive. Mm. But basically, like she put her stuff, her memory stuff like that, in a shell, like mm-hmm. the shell that he carries around this uh, shell and necklace thing. Mm-hmm. Seashell. Yep. Yep. So basically. It's basically the plan is to find her in the water, like in the ocean, to make her see that shell to regain her memories and all this. But why wouldn't she be a wrinkled fucking bag at this stage? Again, I think this is just a shadow copy still. Mm. They don't really age age. Okay. Like she, like like she day. He he's fucking like hundreds, three hundred years old, still alive. And he looks like what, like fifty? Not even like (laughs) forty. Yeah, like. So that, then, you know, it's kind of fucked up because, like, okay, fucking Shinpei's gonna grow old as fuck, and then Ushio's gonna be seven. Well, when the shadows di- well, when the shadows are gone, she's dead. So, like, dead, dead, but like permadeath. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so because of this, Shinpei's trying to make a plan, and then uh, Nezu of all people, the old man, he talked about like why the single strong around this time was because high tide, low tide. Mm-hmm. So basically, we gotta go around a certain time. We gotta go when low tide is so six o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's their plan to find Ushio before uh, Shide and Hain find out about it. But before that, though, Mio is uh, talking to So about his feelings with Shinpei because So actually liked her. And he's like, you know what? We're still friends, right? Like, that's not going to change, right? Yeah, like, there's go for it. Mm-hmm. So she go- so Mio goes on the roof, told Shinpei she, she needed to talk. Mm-hmm. And he, she said she loved him. And he said, oh. And she's like, that's all you got to say? Oh, like, what the fuck? And then he starts apologizing and all this. But like and he said, I love Ushio. I see you as a little sister, nothing more. And Mio said, I know. And Let's have incest. Well. <laughs> <laughs> again, they're not really related related. Yeah, no. But yeah, the fact that, yeah. 
they had that little brother sister type bond, but still, yeah, no, no, but she was aware. She did it was more she felt like she had to say it in case they all die tomorrow. That's nice. Because I think they're all out of loops after this. Mm. So basically, this is it. So all that happens, we're in the morning. It's time for that. Fe- it's time for the cultural festival. Uh, Shine is there in his disguise as Masahito. Mm-hmm. Talking to Hain and Shinpei's disguise. Well, that's going on. Eventually, you find out Shinpei's in the water with the shadow baby. Like, like he's in the shadow baby looking for Ushio. Uh, Shide, he starts following her in the water. They find Ushio. Shinpei gets her. They emerge from the water. The, the shadow baby's cut. Disappeared. Boom. Goodbye. All that. And yeah, uh, she scans the seashell. She has her memories, her powers, all that back. She says she's ready to kick some ass. And it death. ends right there. Oh, I was going to say death. <laughs> like, no, oh, no. no, it ends right there. Four more episodes to go. Makes and sense. That- and that is done, done. All right. Uh, our end, the live an hour, we did our stuff. And I walked away and I was distracted with my homie here. This is good so shit. Like a, that was like a minute or two. All right. Uh, now we're just going to, again, we're tired as fuck. We're just going to run through. Uh, IMO. Let's start IMO. Okay. Um, It's kind of, you know, just it feels kind of eh at this stage, if I'm being honest, you know. Right, talk like, about, okay. You talk, about, you talk about the next school year. Just in general, like I feel like this has definitely kind of gone down somewhat. If I'm being honest, it's okay. I it's not great. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's not gonna be like Takagi. No, not at all. In terms of her work, not at all. But it's fine. It's okay. I'm not hating. I, I I like a harem better than this. Yeah, and okay. um, and the, and Subaki 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 was fun. It's a, it's just more IMU and Urushi. That's it. The other mm-hmm. characters are okay. Well, I mean, they focused this last episode a lot on um, on uh, well, at least the first half of the of the of the episode focused a lot on uh, Takeru and Sakurako. Yes, yeah, so that was nice. That was very nice. I really I, I like their relationship a little bit more. I think than Senpai and fucking and Ayumu. Ayumu, yeah. A little bit more invested. A little but- bit, yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah, let's just run over the review really quick. Basically, like we said, the first half of the episode is kind of focused on Sakurako and um, and Takeru. This is it's uh, what is it? Not White Day. Uh, it's uh, Golden Week, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're on vacation type of thing. Yeah, it's Golden Week, so they're on vacation and they're trying to just you know basically kind of hang out with each other, kind of sorta. And so we see uh, Sakurako and Takeru basically looking for four leaf clovers and. Takeru is like, ah, oh, this is so silly. I don't believe in luck, whatever. But, you know, for you, I'll, I'll, I'll look, whatever. And he manages to find a four-leaf clover. And as he's going to go to give her the four-leaf clover, because he doesn't give a shit about the four-leaf clover, he trips and lands on top of her. Because, of course, anime. <laughs> and they look at each other. They're all flustered. And he gives her the, the four-leaf clover. And she takes the four-leaf clover. She's going to use it, I guess, as a bookmark or something like that. I think of what she said. And they just, again, they have a, a nice interaction with each other about just you know kind of enjoying the small things and being with each other and it's a very nice interaction i would say between them right <laughs> all right well was that was that the whole was that the whole episode no that was only the first half because i don't remember the second how the second half started <laughs> I'll, be, I'll basically um yeah they're talking about vacation i move i urushi out as she thought it was uh like just them but it turned out it was basically a gathering with the friends mm-hmm 
So basically, you wanted Ren, a date, and you got a date. Yeah, Ren, Maki, Takeru, Sakurako. She wanted a Dato and didn't get a Dato. Yeah, didn't get a Dato. Uh, it's just more. It turns out she starts. She no, Sakurako action. wasn't there. I don't think. No, Sakurako wasn't there. It was. It no. was. It was Ren. Um, Takeru and Maki. Yeah, Ma- no, Maki wasn't there either. Maki showed up. Oh, briefly. she showed. That's why she showed up. They're on, they're on a candy tour or whatever. Yeah, they're on like a candy like little like, yeah, like you said, candy tour or whatever. But then they're like, oh, why are you here, uh, Rushi? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's just Takaru Ren, and they start like giving her shit because she's like, oh, you're on a date, date though, huh? And then and like, she's like, no, no, like, and maybe. And he tur- turns out it's not. She's disappointed. Yeah, and then we see it's funny as they're talking about the the sweets. Ren already filled up her card twice. Yep. So she wins already. <laughs> so she wins already. And they're like, we can't stay behind. Let's eat all the sweets and then get sick. Yeah. Probably but yeah, that happens. And then what's it called? They're, they're at the arcade. Rushi starts failing everything. She's not good. <laughs> like basketball, uh, air hockey. Crane ma- oh, that, that, was the, that was the last one. I was going to get to that yeah. one later. Uh, I picked a crane machine, something like that. Yeah, she only knows Shogi, nothing else. And the reason why she did well on the uh, what is it the the battle figure the battle the battle war one the one where yeah. you have to, is because she like started thinking of it as shogi, yeah pretty much, uh, yeah but they're doing air hockey, uh, Urushi just fails to hit the puck. Ayumu mm-hmm. was basically defense; he was helping out. They mm-hmm. still lost, <laughs> and they still lost. They got their ass kicked too. Not even just yeah, lost. it wasn't a two to one. No, it was four zero. They got four zero, bro. Four zero, yeah. Uh, out of that like best of seven type shit. Nope. Uh, but and that she turns out turns out she actually had a fun time. So yeah, she enjoyed herself. She was actually got new experiences in life. That's not shogi. And she even uh, got to take pictures with uh, Ayumu in a uh, in the the photo booth. Yep. And that was did, cute. Did you see the after credit? No, maybe. Oh, uh, no. Uh, Sakurago got asked out by a, by a guy. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, really? Uh, yes. Uh, someone. Yes. Yeah, someone called her over. You don't see what happens. That you see him, they see her, and fucking talking to her talking. And she asked him, "How you know if you like someone?" That type of thing. Mm-hmm. And explain all this, and then she gets all flustered, and she says, "Okay, so I'm going to reject the guy that asked me out." Wow. And then Taka was like, "Okay." He's like, "Huh?" <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, that happened. Cool. So good, good for her. Good for her. Kawaii. Kawaii. All right, moving on. Uh, fucking Vermilion Gold. Uh, a solid episode. Fucking solid. Elote. What's that his name? Elote? Lolite. 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 Okay. Lolite. Lolite. Fuck that guy. Bro, sad. <laughs> Already. First, well, first it was the, uh, well, this one we do got to talk two episodes because one we recorded last Monday. Mm. Uh, first exam, it was basically uh, put Mono in the Crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Lilia Alto. They figured out Alto broke the crystal. No, you gotta you gotta build up. You can't just say Alto broke the crystal. Basically, all the students suck. Lilia yeah. came over and she basically the key is not to put your mana in on the crystal; it's to put it in the flame. Yeah, and the flame does, in there. And oh my god, it's great. And then of course, everybody else fucking starts. You know, and they do well, um, including one student who we'll see toward the end of that episode. Um, but. The last person is Alto, and Alto walks up with Vermeil, and everyone's like, "Why is there two people?" And they're like, "Up, oh, this the familiar." Is the familiar? Nope, nope. Yeah. This lot of it's fine. And Alto starts walking around, and he's like, "Yep, I knew it." And basically, 
over Mel tells her, like, no, that's not the right spot. You know? No, not yet. Not yet. You have, okay. to expl- you have to explain that. First off, you see Alto realize, like, the trick isn't even to put the, the mana in the flame. The trick is to find the magic circle within the crystal because basically the crystal acts as a conduit and there's a space where the magic circle is perfect and that's where you basically can get the most mana into the crystal in the shortest amount of time and distance and such and so he finds the space relatively quick that the proctor is like oh he found the space perfect then uh what's her face um uh vermeil is like that's not the spot right alto and he's like yeah you're right that's not the spot and so he goes to the other side and he goes to the absolute worst spot and then puts yeah where you where you can't really draw where they really can't draw mana yeah and he he's like on the guy's like oh it's the worst spot what is he trying to do and then uh he starts pouring mana in and it's beautiful like the flame goes the flame turns silver everyone's astonished and then you hear vermeil in the sexiest voice whisper in his ear like let's let's scare them Right, yeah, and he, agrees to it. he agrees and he agreed, like, yeah, he got caught up in it, bro. And he pours all of his mana in that bitch, and the crystal explodes, and everyone is losing their fucking mind. And uh Alto's like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, he's like, it's guys. fine, it's fine, you pass, apologize, like, yeah, you pass. And he's like, You're not supposed to tell him that. I was like, How can you fucking not? He destroyed the crystal with his mana, yeah, with like, silver mana. What the fuck. And it's like you sure it's defective? Like no, it's not. Like, trust it's me. not like no. And I I triple check that shit. And he's like, he's like, we still got to pass the written exam. Don't fuck that up, kid. And then in in his head, the proctor's like, that's why I love children. That was funny. Yeah, that happens. Uh, of course, you know, Alto needs a, a refill. Yep, and so does Ramil. So they play tonsil hockey in the corner. I mean, I, I, he has he had to, he has to have fingered her during this. Somewhere. Bro, he, she must have sucked him off. God, she must have gotten way more than just kisses at this stage. No, I'm saying with the dress, she can easily slice her fingers in. Bro, I'm I'm sure she doesn't wear anything underneath. Bro, she's naked all the time at home. Yeah, she's got to be clapping cheeks. How do you not clap cheeks? Oh, she she's telling like, how oh, this is how you do a blowjob, pal. <laughs> For real, like, yo, you should be clapping cheeks, bro. Clap, 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 yeah. clap, clap. But during this. We see the villain talking to the student that the student was talking to Alto. Yeah, so basically that student that we had talked about that did really well on the first exam before Alto went up, um, he went to take a piss, and then we see Lowlight uh, come up and say, like, hey, I'm going to borrow your ticket. Shanks this fucking guy in the carotid artery, and he just yeah. bleeds everywhere and dies. Takes the ticket. Alto's almost late because he's busy fucking finger-banging Vermeil in the corner. Yep. And he makes it in time. So does Low Light. And that's where that episode ends. The yeah. next episode starts is off. The, with, is the written test. He's sleeping. Yeah. He go, Yeah, Low Light just goes straight to sleep. And Alto's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Alto takes his time. And he gets his test. And he's almost then, done. Then Low Light wakes like, up. Yeah. And he's like. writing the test. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's look at this test. All right. Easy enough. All the papers in the air. And then Alto's like, what the fuck is up with this guy? And then yeah, he um, starts talking to Alto, like, oh, yeah. yeah, how you doing? This is easy, yeah, right? And they get in trouble with the proctor. And then he's like, I'm trying to finish this test. He's like, oh, it's not like it matters. No one's going to finish this test anyway. He's like, huh? 
And then when he says that in a bit of foreshadowing, one of the other proctors within the school runs up to the proctor that's taking care of the written exam. Yep, and is like, hey, fuck the, yeah, he's like, fuck the, 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 he literally said, he's like, forget the exam. There's a dead body in the bathroom of a student that's supposed to be in, in this room. And he's like, what? And then the other proctor immediately recognizes low light. And he's like, stop. And low light's like, oh, you found me. And he blows up the entire fucking room. Right. Blows it up with a. He blows it up with a fucking castle. A castle. I get. What is that? A, uh, not a figure, but like, I don't know. What do you want? How do you want to say that? I don't know. <laughs> basically, a giant castle. And so one of his, his ability basically is to summon um, chess pieces. Yeah. And so he basically summons a, a, a rook. And he um, is, and the rook is OP as fuck. Like it shoots cannons and all this shit. The high stu- defense. Yeah, high defense. The students manage to escape, and uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Lilith and or uh, Lilia and uh, and their friends. They manage to sneak back into school, but they can't get into the classroom because there's a, a thick veil over the classroom, which is done by one of Lowlight's uh, uh, accomplices, who is still a. Uh, a uh, platinum square herself the the witch looking one and so we basically see two proctors and alto and vermeil fight low light and they all get their asses kicked thoroughly and when basically uh what's it called uh even fucking what's her face even uh, even vermeil goes into her fucking demon form in front of everybody and and just instantly gets shut down Instantly shut down with some type of like lock magic and yeah, it's wild, and she passes out. And Alto loses his fucking. Mind. He Alto goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, he goes he Ultra Instinct. But as, Alto but goes enough. Ultra Instinct, and he still gets his ass kicked. Yeah, all that happened, all this power up. Even even he falls like, huh? That's that's new. He destroys what? parts of the rook, and he's like finding this inner energy because he loves her and he wants to save her, and. Fucking, he still gets his ass kicked as he's getting close to low light. Low light pulls out the knight, and the knight has an extendo fucking like uh saber thingy. Lance, yeah, the lance, the lance. Yes, thank you. The lance. And we thought he stabbed the heart, but no, he got him. No, he got him in the shoulder, and basically, and he still gets his ass kicked, and so. Uh, Vermeil still, or not Vermeil, Alto is still pissed off, breaks the lance, and he tries to continue to fight, and he continues to get his ass kicked. And by this point, the, the other two proctors are dismantled. They're they're AFK. They're gone, right? They're fucked up. And yeah. Alto still gets his ass kicked. And literally, um, the whole thing is basically they want to use Vermeil and, and the demon and the powers of her and other demons to destroy the world. And he basically says, he's like, oh, it's a typical anime cliche bad guy thing. You know, we just want to destroy the world. That was funny. He broke the fourth wall there. Yeah. But he basically says, like, hey, dude, like, I would have let you live. Like, you're good. If just you let me alone, yeah. Leave me alone, you get to live, right? That's a good trade, right? And no, Alto continues to fight. And basically, Low Light's, all right, motherfucker, you're going to die. So he basically is going to shoot this laser fucking beam at him. And all of a sudden, it gets blocked. And all of a sudden, you see yeah. the book from which Vermeil was sealed open up. And you see the apparition that you saw in, I believe, the episode before last in Alto's dreams. Oh, yeah, a couple episodes ago, yeah. Alto sees the apparition like, oh, it's you from the dream. And she goes, yeah. Low Light's like, who the fuck are you, bitch? And um, basically, she's like, I'm the great, I'm the first sage. Like, I'm the very first yeah. person to, to master magic. And I'm the person that trapped Vermeil in the book. Of course, when Alto hears that, he gets angry because of that. And so 
but basically but you as, find out like she like she told me to <laughs> yeah she told me to and they're like what and they're like basically um vermeil has trapped herself uh in like kind of like this rut due to um what's it called to trauma she has tra- past trauma and then she's and he basically she basically asked him the same question that he asked in the dream like are you willing to accept the so-called scourge of the earth basically scourge of whatever the fuck uh for everything she is and he goes yes do you love her yes okay um we're gonna go into the past and so basically as uh low light's like no you're not bitch and he th- shoots another fucking laser beam at her they all disappear and they end up 550 years in the past where we see a very young vermeil i can't what like maybe like eight years old you have yeah. to eight to ten max um and she's running to her sister for something and that's where that episode ends yeah so yeah we got two episodes left so i'm pretty sure the this episode is going to be the flashback. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, they're going to be back where they were. They're going to kick his ass. I don't think that they're going to defeat him, though. You never know. Or, or he'll get arrested or something. I don't fucking know. I don't I think, think they're so. going to do something. I don't think so, because he's got two other... Like, you can't end the episodes that way, because you have two other Platinum Squares that are working with him. I think the other Platinum Squares that are working with him save him, and they'll do a season two. Hopefully they'll do this season two. This is really good. This is a very solid, solid this, show. We the, think the, sto- the, sto- the story got better. Yeah, this is the best story in an etchy I've ever seen. Right. Solid. Moving on, a couple of cuckoos. It's getting weird. We got we got a reveal, folks. We got a major reveal. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know where. I don't know. She has a brother. Yeah, but but not Nagi. No, it's another Nagi. <laughs> it's another Nagi. I forget his name. I forgot his name, but no. Um, Amado, some shit. It's a set of twins, or so we or, think. We don't yeah, know. So, so so we think. We don't know. Uh, what the... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I don't know. But anyway, basically, we have a brother and that's who um, that's who Erica is trying to reach out to. And the episode basically focuses the rest of the episode basically focuses on this whole like mysterious brother. And, we, you know, there's other stuff that happens in between that, you know, between everybody. But the main focus is basically Nagi because he wants to get to the bottom of this. He goes over to speak to Erica's father, his biological father. Yeah. And, and he said, at first, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, basically, his father keeps dodging the question, keeps dodging the question, keeps dodging the question. I was like, just tell them, like, why are you, why are you doing this to them? Keeps dodging the question of the fact that there's another Nagi. And basically, he says, he's like, he's like, he starts talking about, uh, about, uh, Sachi and was like, oh, Sachi's a nice girl, da da da. Like, hey, how do you feel like, about oh. her? Like, and how do you feel about it? He's like, what do you mean? It's my sister. And he's like, you know, He's like, you don't have to marry Erica. You could marry Sachi, and that'll and solve our problems like, too. I'm like, I was like, and then the that's fuck? how the episode ends. That's well, how the episode you're ends. also forget it. You're also forget about Hero shipping all three of. Them. 
Yeah, Hero's basically putting the pieces together and shipping yeah, all. Well, yeah, she's, tell, she's telling Hachi. this to kids. It's like, although, like, this is right because it's engaged. Although, this is not, they're not really related. So that could work. But although, there's me right there. <laughs> and she's like realizing, like, oh, I'm caught up in a love triangle and I'm going to lose. <laughs> she's a fucking tw- no, she ain't losing. No, she I, I don't want her to lose. Fuck. I hope she's not. Bro, I, Erica's going to win. We all know Erica's gonna win. I know, but it should be Hero. Honestly. It should be Hero's great. I just don't. I don't like her hair, but she's a, a, amazing girl. She is in the. She's in contention. Her and Erica are in contention for waifu of the year. Yeah, uh, righty. moving on. He's a not year. Um, but they're going full chromo. They're yeah, trying yeah. to go full chromo. Yeah, it's either you're gonna date. The one sister or the other one from that side of the family. Like, hey, you could date this girl that you're falling in love with and marry her. Or you could fuck your sister and marry her. Although they're, they're both, both related, like, so you get to fuck either one. Like, they're, like, they're related. You'll still be in the family. Either one. You can't go wrong. There's got to be more to the. There's got to be more to that birth switch. Has to be more to the birth switch. I was like, well, it's like why are you doing this, bro? Bro, you know what I really feel bad for? I feel bad for Nagi's parents. Like his real parents. Yeah, delinquents, because they're like oblivious to this shit. And you know, when you really build, I don't think they care. They're just getting money out of it. You know, I was gonna say that, but then also, like, when you really think about it, like they're like they're the coolest parents. Like they're like so down to earth. They're chill. You know, yeah, they they were delinquents. They get it. Yeah, they were a vibe, bro. Oh yeah, definitely crazy, crazy. All right, harem labyrinth. <laughs> we had a lot of sex. <laughs> we got ba- fucking and blowjobs and cl- cheeks clapping. Cheeks clapping, bathtub. Oh, the blowjob episode got me fucking. I was like, oh man. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Gave me a little bit of a tub. Can't even lie. <laughs> it, no, it was the previous episode. Uh, fucking, what's his name? I, Micho. Michio. Michio, he buys a laundry basket and he commissions a bathtub because he wants to have a bath with her. That's it. That's really the only reason. But they, but, but yeah, uh, basically they go to Labyrinth, they get, they fight people, they, they beat the boss of the third floor, and they decided, oh, they go to the herb store, they get some garden, they get some herbs. They want, they make their own garden. Yep. It's a lot of work, it's a lot of hard work. Yes, it they pays make off. The garden, they get their herbs. They're planting. Everything is good. They make a fence. Yep. Hard farming day, right? Let's go take a shower. Oh yeah, the the, the thing comes. The tub comes. Yes, that's not the and only he, thing coming that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all because during this, it takes him like what half hour or so to fill up the water. Yeah, because he's using he's not, yeah he's using fire magic and water magic in order to do it, and yeah, and, and, and he's tired himself out because he's used his MP. Yeah, and it turns out he doesn't have a stronger water spell. He doesn't. Yeah, but damn, that's a big tub, though. I mean, it fits two grown-ass people. Probably fits more, more. more. I think you fit like 10. In that no, shit. you don't fit no fucking 10 people in there. You'll probably comfortably, comfortably fit four people. Or the rest of the harm. So, yeah, four more people. <laughs> well, they we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I don't think they're like, Where are they? I don't think they're going to come to the finale. <laughs> they're, well, we're going to definitely get at least one more. No doubt, we're gonna get one more. We should, at this point, yeah, because we got like, again, we got like two when we saw left. the flash forward ten years flash forward when they went back to the village. Um, how many people did he have? Like four. He had four girls, right? On top of Roxanne. Yeah, was it four, including Roxanne, or was it five? It's five altogether. With it's Roxanne five girls. in it. Okay, so I think she he had all five by that stage. 
Okay. We're but... gonna definitely get one, no doubt, because he's because that's at the end of the next episode. Yeah, now they gotta assume they're gonna season two of that, unless they're gonna do all the. Bro, we got a season two of Peter fucking Grill. We're gonna definitely get a season two of fucking Harem. I completely forgot, Peter. Because it's in fall, motherfucker. It's in fall. I can't wait. He's gonna be fucking pigs and orcs and elephants. He's slinging that dick everywhere, bro. He's fucking the whole fucking. uh, You're on your own for that one. Am I? Yes. You don't want to see Peter Grill fuck Animal Kingdom? Come on! No! (laughs) What the the matter with you? Yo, Peter Grill, legit. So, I watch, off track real quick, I watch Shino Meta. That was the very first ecchi that I ever watched. I followed that up by watching Arrow Manga Sensei. And then, um, I was like, all right, do they have ecchis like every season? And the first season I got to see that was Peter Grill. (laughs) but anyway they get the tub they fuck in the tub (laughs) so money well spent next episode (laughs) they fuck in the tub again (laughs) well well first well yes because first is the invention of soap so He rubs the soap on her body, and all because of this, she grinds on him with. Oh, that's the end of the. That's the end of the. That's the end of the the previous episode. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's the end of the episode before. before Okay. But no, they're basically back. So the next episode, seventh floor. Yeah, they're on the seventh floor of the. uh, Of and this was actually really besides the sex that was. We'll talk about in a second. Yeah, but this this, this is a horrifying thing to realize. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very good plot to the story. So basically, they're on the seventh floor. Um, they they start collecting rabbit pellets, and they go and find out that hey, if you have a hundred rabbit pellets, you can sell it and make a good profit. Okay, so they keep going, blah 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 blah. They end up killing three hundred, whatever, getting three hundred yeah, pellets. But also, during the there was a boss fight. I I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to okay. it. Okay. I'm going to get to it. So as they're collecting it, first off, they defeat the boss on the seventh floor. It's a fast rabbit. So you have slow rabbit and fast rabbit. Slow rabbit, easy to kill. Fast rabbit, harder to kill. But Michu has an OP skill that basically slows time. And he's able to kill the rabbit, no problem. They get rabbit meat as the reward. And they're like, oh, let's have lunch with the rabbit meat. So they have lunch with the rabbit meat. And do they have sex here? I think they have sex here, right? No. Not yet. Okay, so they go back afterwards. Okay, so yeah, so th- so they have lunch, have the rabbit meat. They go back into the the labyrinth in the afternoon. Go back to the boss room, and there's more people that are waiting this time. And they basically are behind a single adventurer. And we find out I, we never find out his name, but the single adventurer basically says, "Hey, I've been training for two years to defeat this boss by myself, and if I defeat the boss, I'll be able to sell the meat." that I get and I'll be able to finally afford my first party member, AKA buy a slave. Yeah. And, um, very quick. Like, right, the door you know, break a leg. So they open the door, he goes in and then they talk whatever amongst themselves. And then the door opens and they go in and they're like, Oh, the boss is here. That's weird. So they do their thing, defeat the boss, no problem. And then they're like, Oh, that was well, Roxanne. Finds there. It, yeah. And uh, Michio is like, what's that shining thing? So they go, and they find uh, some adventurer's gear, and they put two and two together, and the adventurer died. And this fucks up uh, Michio. It fucks him up. Yeah. And he, um, that night, they go home. He fucking just fucks the shit out of her. He just fucking rails that pussy. He just fucking, ah, in that bitch. In that bitch. Right? Especially if you see the uncut one, cheeks clapping like a motherfucker. Clap, 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 clap. Great. Right? She nuts. They nut. They go to sleep, but Michio doesn't go to sleep because Michio 
for the first time since probably episode one or two when he first yeah. when he did the first kill, he feels like like yo like life is fleeting. Like, like one day that tomorrow. could be like, me. Could yeah, that could happen to us. That can happen to me. We can die. Like I'm OP as fuck, but I'm not really OP as fuck. I could just I just gotta meet the wrong boss at the wrong time, yep. and I'm dead. And it bothers him. And you know uh, what's her face? Roxanne, Roxanne wakes right, up. Wakes up, butt ass naked. Come cuddle. They cuddle. Nothing sexual, just cuddle. And he falls asleep eventually. And it, it really helps calm him down. The next day, they go to sell. The, they go to the labyrinth. They collect three hundred. They go sell the pellets. While they're in the pellet room, or while they're in the the shop, rather, they yeah. start shopping around and they buy Roxanne lingerie. And that comes into play at the end of the night. But. Um, they go back into the um, they go back into the labyrinth after they sell the pellets for their money. Yeah, they got they they're got on the eighth floor. Plus, they got three hundred yeah. and the thirty percent of three hundred. So that's like another hundred. I'm gonna say like three fifty, maybe three fifty, but three fifty, three seventy five, something like that. Anyway, regardless, yeah, yeah. they get up, they get a good, uh, you know, they, they get they make a good profit, make a good profit for you know not using it. what they should have done is they should have freaking just bought uh. Winter coats. I don't know why they didn't just make custom winter coats. I thought, he, yeah, I, I thought he was gonna make material out of it, but no, I guess yeah, you would have thought like it would have like done some sort of like new clothing or whatever. But no, it's like 10, 10 bucks per thing. So yeah, so we digress. Anyway, um, so they go back into the the labyrinth. They're on the eighth floor this time, and the monsters are a little bit harder on the eighth floor. And Michio fucks up and slices his finger, and he basically breaks his finger. Right, he slices his finger, he breaks his finger. They defeat the monsters. Um, but they break the finger and he heals himself, but it's still bothering him. They go in the tub and they don't censor. Cause uh, keep in mind, Matthew watches it completely uncensored one time. That's it. I watch it twice. I watch it on the censored version on Crunchyroll so I can actually watch the story and write about it. And then I go back on the uncensored version so I can watch the hentai and beat off to it later. So this is legit, not bullshitting. So, so, so she went- sucks the fingers. <laughs> So he starts, she starts, and this is completely uncensored on Crunchyroll. He starts basically fucking sucking Michio's finger. And Michio gets hard. And Michio's like, Can you suck my dick? And she's like, Okay. And she fucking sucks his dick. And she's a pro. She's fucking, uh, oh, goddamn. She's superhead. Oh, yeah. She's and then he, head, he, baby. Grabs, fucking... he grabs her head, starts face fucking her. <laughs> yes. And, and fucking ginses all down her throat. Uh, it was uh, great. That was hot. That was really fucking. It, it hot. Was, no, was. And then boom, that, was, that was it. And boom goes to that. And Matt and his significant other did that later on after he saw that episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that was really it for that episode. And no, no, it's not it. So oh no, uh, that's right. She wore she wore the thing. She wore the fucking outfit. And they fucked again. But no, yeah. that's not it. The um, So the end of the episode really happens. They go The next day they wake up, they go back into the eighth floor, and they're still having problems. And they manage to defeat the boss again. Or not the boss, rather. They manage to defeat some villains on the eighth floor, but Michio basically it was, it, realizes... It was, uh, it was some type of rabbit, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was like a, a quick rabbit. Ones. Yeah, it was a rabbit. And he broke his finger on a bull. He was fighting a bull, by the way, when he broke yeah. his finger. But in any case, he they start having problems. It becomes harder. And Michio's realizing, like, all right, we're at the point now where I'm going to have to really consider expanding Get the someone else, yeah. And that's where the episode ends. So we're probably well, going to well, start... well, first Roxanne finds a crystal and then... no, Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, too. She's like, oh, it's getting harder, whatever. And then he's like, well, wait, what? Like, one pellet? There, 
blue pellet. I defeated three monsters where's my three rewards. And Roxanne finds a skill crystal and she's all excited over the skill crystal. And that's how the episode ends. You're yep. right. So we get good story show. in between the sex, and the story's yeah. not bad. It's not Vermeil good. It's not Verme- as good as Vermeil. But, but the sex is hot. The sex is super hot, bro. I mean, he face fucked her and fucking yeah. jizzed in her throat. And you get to and see you, and, and, and you hear the gurglings. Yeah, you hear the... Yes. Uh, good, good shit, shit uh, We're making great progress. We're only an hour 21 in. We should do right, this. Uh, Why don't we fucking do this more often like this? Because you like to talk. I mean, god damn it. It's like Macho Mini. You talk too much. You never shut <laughs> I am the table. Exactly. Speaking of something that is actually surprisingly good, Ren's a girlfriend. I'm going to put this on the record. This is the best episode the show has ever produced thus far. Truly. Definitely one of them, yes. Truly for me. The best episode. It was still cringe, but it has, it, it was solid. It was tame. It was tame. It, it was tame cringe, and everything you got was solid. And we start off with a super make- hot makeout session. Yeah, you know, uh, Labyrinth will censor it, but not this. <laughs> no, it, I mean, no. It, I, what? You, you broke up. You, you muted. You muted. Uh, All right, hold on. Let me edit. I gotta <laughs> go back. Fuck me. God damn it. Mike Yeti. Son of a bitch. I didn't go. I went two episodes without fucking fucking up my mic. You know that? I know. And then they're like, ah, oh, let's change it, pal. I know. Let's, let's talk good about Rent a Girlfriend. Fuck. No, um, no, I was telling Sean this and that we, as we mentioned, Rui just basically see a hardcore makeout session with Ruka and, um, what's his name? And Kazuya. And Kazuya's taken aback. And what's it called? And Ruka, who's not drunk at all, she hasn't been drinking, but she just lets herself go and just just making out with him. And, And, you know, and then she stops herself. Yeah, when they start asking, where's Kazuya? They stop. But no, what I was going to say is you really see in this moment, like I really, I felt the most that I've ever felt for both characters because for the first time in that moment, they really felt like a couple. Not felt like it because it was basically... Like he forgot forgot about Chizuru for a moment. He was shocked because he didn't know what to do, but he was also enjoying the kiss. But more from Ruka's side, the amount of love and passion in that makeout that she performed, like it was, you can, it was visible. It was truly visible. You can get that perspective by watching her and the way that they animated that. It was of the utmost passion. And I could think of relationships that I've been in where you've had that passionate moment with your lover. And it really hits home with the amount of love and, and desire that she feels for this fucking weirdo. Right. You you don't understand for some reason, she's just so goddamn infatuated with him, but that that was the most loving moment. This show has ever produced between Kazuya and a woman by far. And that definitely set it apart immediately for me before we even got to the cliffhangers and everything. Yeah, and then, yeah, when she eventually broke the cash, she said, I don't want to lose. <laughs> yeah, basically, she's like, I regret nothing, and I don't want to lose. And that yep. was that was so, that was fucking, that was good shit, pal. Vince McMahon. And then, we shit, get, and, oh. then we, and then we get to cringe when Kazuya gets back. Yes. And then it's basically Granny Nagami. She's, she's drunk. Chizuru, 
she's drunk. She gives Shizuru a gift, and it's a ring, her old ring, her old her wedding old ring. Was, ring. Yeah. Yes, and, like, and no, then, you can't take it. You can't take it. You can't take it. No, no, no. I can't take it. We can't. No. And I, then Ruka I, glares at Kazuya, like grabbing him from underneath the table, like. And Kazuya, for the first time, found his balls. He, he was found about his balls. Yeah, he was about to say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I can't do this to her, especially in front of Grandma. Yes. This has to, this has to end. And yes. As soon as he was about to, Shizuru gets a phone call. And it's the hospital. He, yep, and it's Grandma Sayuri. Like, she's not doing well. So She lost, starts- she lost, con- she lost consciousness. She lost yeah. consciousness. And yeah. she's like, you got to come she's to the hospital out. right now. She's freaking out. Everyone's like, go, 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 go. Kazuya and realizes like what Sayuri grandma Obacha said, you know, don't yeah. leave her alone. Yeah, so yeah, so Nagami and Kazuya come yeah. and you find out Sayuri's fine. <laughs> yeah, they, so they go to the hospital, they leave poor Ruka alone, but Ruka, we find out later, understands the circumstance. Yeah, it was it's a not family a emergency, yeah. Yeah, it's a family emergency, it's real. So they get to the hospital and Sayuri Obachan's like, just kidding. And they're like, What the fuck? We left. Yeah, everybody yeah, that Nagami is talking to her, yeah, all friendly. It's not all good. Basically, the doctor, yeah, she's putting on an act. The doctor calls Chizuru to the office and like, listen, like, she's not doing well. You know, like, let's just let's let's be honest. She came, she had to pull twice. She's getting worse. She doesn't have much time, and you can't tell based off the way she's acting. But she's like you said, she's putting up a good front, and it it bothers Chizuru a little bit. And Kazuya, unaware, he's gonna go get something for the for the the grandmas, and sees Chizuru in the hallway, and they have this conversation. And Chizuru is very honest and says, "My grandma's not doing well. She's not gonna make it much longer." And Kazuya is like, "Listen, with everything going on, let's kill this. I don't want your grandma to die knowing this was fake." And then Chizuru, of all people, said, "No, we're not gonna end this now." Because I'm not going to tell my grandma on her deathbed that we've been lying to her. I if she's going to die, I she, want her to know. She's be alone. Yeah, she's like, I, if she's going to die, I want her to know that. Like, I want her to keep the, the her happiness that she thinks that I'm happy. And it's very noble when she does that. But I mean, bro, <sighs> this was this was it. This was it. Yeah, and the stuff and something she wanted. And Mizuhara is the one that said no. It's good. That's also bad because she's dragging Kazi along, with, and she doesn't know shit about what happened with Ruka. And now, oh. and yeah, and now, yeah, that makes, and then that sucks Kazi in. Oh. But the episode but yeah. ends. Yeah, the episode we ends. Get, we get a really sweet moment with Nagumi and Chizuru, and then Nagumi yeah. says, "Like, I, I know Sayuri's not doing well. Yeah, and I, the ring, I want you to have it, not just." Because of yeah, Kasi, if you want to wear it, wear it. But if you, she's like, I know that you have no family. If you ever need money, pawn it. I understand. You got to do what you got to do to survive. And they go. Yeah, like, they, she really, she really cares. <laughs> she really does. And so her and Kazuya go home, and you know they, you know they part ways, whatever. And Kazuya begins to, you know, just think about everything that's gone on. And she, the episode ends with Chizuru, um, in the shower. And oh wait, before it ends, let me get. It, there's one more scene after that, but basically that part ends with Chizuru in the shower, and she's all sorts of flustered. She's flustered about Kazuya. She's flustered about her grandma. She doesn't know what to do. Like her feelings are in a thousand places, 
And the episode finally ends basically with Ruka and Kazi on a date. And Ruka's like, hey, yeah, you know, I understand what happened. It's all good. It's a family situation. I'm glad that, you know, her grandma's doing well, blah, 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 blah. blah. And she's like, listen, I'm going to call a truce like between us, like, huh? And they were like, you know, like given the circumstances, whatever, like, you know, it's fine. Um, it's whatever. And then the episode ends with her saying like, well, we kissed so we can kiss now whenever we want to. Right. And she's like, no, he could have been fucked her, bro. That, that no, no. Me. Ruka's he, one of the- he probably could have fucked her right there if there wasn't company over. You know, I honestly, felt like he really would have get- caved in. Maybe. You know, with, something? with how passionate it was and how he returned it. Yeah, she yeah. definitely could have p- had him pinned down and got it right there. Basically. And you know what? I'm going to go off. I'm going to go right now and say that. Um, what's it called? I feel that Ruka at this stage is in the 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 Rem and Yui Yui stage. Yep. She's in she's in that class. You know, great girl, gonna get rejected, and that sucks. Did you see the after credit? And, for and, this? and it's gonna be upsetting. Did you see the after credit for this? Yeah. Yeah. So the after credit, there's an after credit scene, and it's Sumi, and Sumi counts down Kazuya's birthday. And she's all excited. Yosh! Like, I mean, she's ready. And then the preview for the next episode is her and Kazuya go on a date. Yeah, we get, us, we, we get a second Sumi episode. Yay! <laughs> we must protect Sumi-chan at all costs. Exactly, yes. We, we know like we know we're going to pick her, but we know she ain't winning. It's just more of that good friend. She's so cute. Yeah, but he acts so much more mature when with her. Yeah, because it's a natural vibe. It's yeah. so natural with her. Anyway, Good stuff, though. Uh, this is the best episode they produced ever, in my yes. opinion. Yes. All right. Now, speaking of the disappointing episode, Engage Kiss. Oh, I wouldn't say disappointing. It was just, it was all they, over. They, they, they crammed way too much, and it's like, mm-hmm. you're tr- they're mm-hmm. trying to wrap it up way too quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just. It was all over the place, bro. It's like, what story are you doing for this one episode? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? And basically, Shu is almost a vegetable. He's starting to forget Ayano's name. He forgot his father, of all people. Yeah. We find out later, so spoiler alert, he fucking doesn't even know his own mother and fucking shoots the shit out of her with zero hesitation. Yeah, and fucking Sharon and Kisara are fighting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah. they basically they put together they put together a truce and then at the end when they yeah, to find to find this area where it all started basically they they end up yeah basically the episode basically focuses on the fact that the the it's basically three mile island like they yeah, Pittsburgh basically right? look for look for Asmodeus Asmodeus and then yeah and we find out basically that it's on three mile island and they thought like oh like three mile island where the original location isn't there. And we find out that it's not that it wasn't there. It's that because Bayron City is a floating city, they the 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 one island where the Orgonium was remained the same, but they just moved the island. They moved Bayron City far away from it, and so the location is different. And so the, it's basically a race for, uh, to make it to that city. Which, by the way, another thing: the yeah. so shoe doesn't know how to fucking. He doesn't remember people, but he knows how to fly a helicopter. Yeah, because the mother made sure. Like so she did something to make him. You're like, gonna forget like, the family, but you'll never forget how to fly an Apache, and you'll never forget how to fight or how to shoot a gun. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Ayamu she gets in the helicopter. Like, Let's go save Kisara. Yes, and it just breaks Ayamu's heart. Like, oh. yeah, it does. I feel so bad for Ayamu. Another best girl that's just gonna get fucked. <laughs> She's another one that's in contention for waifu of the season. Mm-hmm. Or best oh, girl yeah. of the season for sure. 
100%. Touchdown Buffalo, 23 to 10. Anyway, um, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know, man. For sure, with all the stuff that happened and then, like, some of these, like, little details, like, this definitely solidified it as it's going to be no more than a four, in my opinion. It dep- also, depends, it's going to depend on how it ends. Um, if it's a shitty ending, it's getting a three and a half. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm invested enough for it to get a, a, a four. It's closer it, to me. I can't justify it being a three as compared to a four. I just can't. Ju- I know for a fact I can't justify it as a five now. So for me, it's uh, a also, but in any case, en- this ends with Kisara being stabbed <laughs> by Asmodeus, as Amadeus, who yeah. is Shu's sister. Yeah, because we thought it was the mother for a second. No, no, it's, it's Shu's sister. sister. And that's who that's who they're gonna have to fight. And the fact, and the, yeah, it's got the point where she says, "All right, take every last bit of my memory." And I felt, you know, I really did feel bad for Kisara there because she was like, "Take all my memories. I don't care. This is and the she final." She doesn't battle. want it. And she's like, "No, I don't want you to." And she, she basically listens to Ayano because Ayano was the one that said, "How could you want to be with a man? How can you love a man that's like a vegetable?" And you know, she's like, "As long as Shu obtains his objective." It doesn't matter, but now she like she really does love Shu and is like you know I'm not gonna let you be a vegetable for yeah, this she, for this ride. Yeah, she know, yeah, she she's aware she's basically torturing this man. <laughs> you know, I agreed. I think we discussed this in our chat that you said like we wonder what's gonna happen now. I think at the end of the day, I think Kisara goes and just does. And he'll he'll somehow get some he'll, memories back. He'll retain some memories. Yeah, because we know not that- all of them. Whenever there's a traumatic event that like really triggers his feelings, he'll remember stuff, and yeah. it'll hit him. Or he may not be able to process it, but it's still like it's a trigger. So he'll it'll be, it'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's hope, hopefully. Yeah, it was a good That's... episode. It was just all over the place. Yeah, the, the, it was not their best one. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. All right, let's get back to some wholesome shit. Yakuza's guide to babysitting. So wholesome. How many more do we have? Uh, after this, five. God damn it. We we got Abyss, Overlord, Recoil, Call of the Night, and Ex-Girlfriend. God damn. Okay. We're, we're getting there. We are getting there. It's only an hour and a half. I know, man. We're pushing through. Yeah, we're, we are pushing through. But yeah, more wholesome goodiness. I loved it. This is, Dude, this is another one in my top five of the season. So underrated. So untalked about. I no, adore this. It, I adore it. Definitely this. is. Uh, I said all way too much. Yeah, especially the first half. Mm-hmm. It was adorable. The first half is basically yeah, uh, going zawa zawa. <laughs> <laughs> basically, they are trying to hide uh, a surprise birthday party from Shu, and they do everything under the sun to try and hide it. But Shu, it's funny. Shu, I'm not Shu. What the fuck am I saying? Shu. Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Hiroshima picks up on any little detail that's off but he's oblivious to his own life because of whatever personal tragedies that aren't discussed and he basically he forgets it's his own birthday and he figures out like oh everybody's being weird everybody's being shifty like antsy what's going on they surprise him and then he realizes oh shit it is my birthday and he starts before 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 that though uh sakuragi he calls him over like i gotta talk to you he's He's in on it he's like you watch anime? It's like, no. uh, it's like, but there's this anime where the Yakuza, there's this guy. Yeah. Maybe and it's the to... boss's daughter. Yeah. He's like, you should oh. watch it with me. <laughs> He's like, it's not really my thing. He's like, well, it needs to be. 
They order him to watch anime. Watch anime, damn it! <laughs> and then and yeah, he starts. He starts. He he opens the sliding door. Like, all right, I had enough of this. As the surprise. Yes, and it it begins to touch uh, Kirishima because he starts thinking about um, but his both his parents, his mother and his father, and yeah. when he was a child, and gets emotional. And then you see fucking you see Yaika. Give him like oh tanjobi omerito gozaimasu and gives him the the little drawing of him and you know she planned everything out. It was really 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 adorable. And then oh man that ending scene which we'll get to later um, that touched me as well. But basically the second half of the of the episode really focuses a lot on Sakuragi and uh, Miyuki his wife. Yeah, and we and see how they met. and how they met and we basically see how they you know became an item. And it was really, really thoughtful, really well done. Miyuki, kind of childish in her own way. She was kind of lost after her parents died working at a flower shop. And she found out that me, that uh, Sakuragi really likes flowers. And they start connecting on flowers. But they don't connect on flowers because they're so into each other. They have all these other conversations beyond the flowers. And um, eventually, they're like, hey, you want to go on another date? Yeah, okay. Here's my number. Blah, 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 blah. But the way that she looked at him and the way he laughed and cared it was very very wholesome and very you know i was telling this in the in the chat i was like the one thing about this show that does throw it off a bit is that this is so un yakuza like you know like they're they're not this wholesome ever ever so it's a, definitely a false representation of yakuza but oh, yeah. that said it's really really kind and so again they continue this conversation over saki the the, the memories etc and the end of the episode is basically yaika saying like hey you know oh another thing yaika has um tofu which is uh what's his face which is karishima's favorite dish she likes it as well and then she basically tells her aunt uh, miyuki's sister that hey you know like i love your food it tastes really great but today it tastes extra great because i have my dad and, and kirishima next to me and i was like oh my god my fucking heart my fucking yeah. heart it was so goddamn adorable so fucking adorable. No, I haven't graded this yet because I really want to grade this a five. I'm so I'm waiting for you to make me grade it a five. It's the only I think it's the only show I haven't graded. Believe it or not, we we will get to it. We'll get to a grade soon. <laughs> All right, moving on. Call the night. I was going to do stepmother. Oh yeah, fine, stepmother. Yeah, uh, this is this is going to be a two episode. But the first we get backstory of what happened to Yume. And Mizuto. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, they were dating. Things were going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was talks about you may want to have sex with Mizuto, mm. but Mizuto chickens out. And of course, what's for more romantic than reading? I want to eat your pancreas on the fucking bed. <laughs> Not on the dinner table. On the bed. Yeah, on the bed. They're yeah, sitting yeah. down, reading. And then what you call it? Yume is like, what the fuck is it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want, I want to fuck him. The parents are gone. All that happens. Uh, yeah, you find out. Yeah, he just plain, plain old chicken out. Mm-hmm. We go to the next school year. They're not in the same classes. Mm-mm. So because of this, they get a little more distant. Yume finally has friends, mm-hmm. while Mizuto is basically alone. He kind of snaps. I was saying, I don't give a fuck about your friends. Yep. Because, again, she had to spend any time with him. Nope. At all. So, yeah, she actually feels bad a bit. She goes to apologize. There's a girl talking to Mizuto 
about light novels, but she's mad because that was where that was their hangout spot. That was mm-hmm. where she sat. Mm-hmm. All of this shit. And then once she goes away, Mizuto, sorry, uh, Yume goes, what the fuck is that? Who the fuck is she? Are you cheating? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not. Like, you're getting all wrong. And then they storm off. They And they both know they were in the wrong mm-hmm. while reflecting on it. But only Mizuto apologizes. Mm-hmm. Not Yume. And because of that, they don't even see each other. Nope. For nearly... A, all, nearly a year. So they were still dating for a year after that almost mm-hmm. and did nothing. Like no Christmas, no New Year, any holiday, no contact, and no one made a move. Mm-hmm. And we go back and just basically, let's break up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're both at fault. Mm-hmm. But I think Yume was more stubborn the fact that she didn't apologize for like assuming that Mizuto was having an affair when he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Basically, he just... But also, at the same time, his apology didn't feel sincere either. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't talk as a couple. Mm-hmm. And that and that drifted them apart. Even though they're aware of it, they're stubborn as fuck. Mm-hmm. So... It's a miscommunication. Nobody... Story of miscommunication that could have easily been resolved. It, it, it definitely could have been... It definitely could have been resolved. He should have explained it better, and she should have apologized. Mm-hmm. That is it. Yeah, but no but one did anything. It wouldn't have changed the the fact that even if they would have stayed together, they would have had to break up because their families by fate got together. That doesn't change, the, you know. At the end of the but, day, the, but the relationship would have been better even as just friends or something like that. As they are now, I don't think that their reasoning for breaking up is the exact reason why they act the way that they act. That we, as we come to find out in the next episode that we'll talk about. They really more, they just aren't accepting of those circumstances, and yeah. they do feel that sense of 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 unfinished business amongst each other, and so and they no one's doing anything about it. To they don't other. act the way that they act because of that. I don't. I feel they act the way that they act because there's still of, feelings there. There's still feelings there, but because of those feelings, they don't act that way. If that makes any sense at all, yeah. I said they don't know how they don't know how to approach it. Like this is like this is like this is a mechanism. Like this is like that's all they can do. There's just there's an invisible wall between them, and they haven't figured out how to make it. Visible. How to break it? Yeah, and how to break it? Yeah. Also, shout out to Higashira for cake of the week. I'm sorry, cake of the week. I'm sorry. Damn, another <laughs> touchdown from fucking another touchdown. Wow. 31 to 10. Holy shit. They're kicking the shit out of the champs. All right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. We move on to the next episode. Yes. Like I said, again, cake of the week, Higashira for sure. But uh, what you call it? Yume and Mizuto are talking a little more normally. I have to find out. Oh, yeah. I wanted to have sex with you. <laughs> I was, I came here willing to make the memory of a lifetime. And he's like, what? Like you? <laughs> Yeah, so there's a uh, that was another miscommunication, but yeah, now they're talking a little more normally, not like go jump off a cliff, right, right. And then yeah, that the parents say, "Oh, you guys are acting like a couple. It's so cute." Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going we're going out to this thing. Where's where's your babysitter? You don't have a babysitter. Why are you why are you hiding your body? All this. So basically, it's like, all right, Mizuno, go take Yume shopping. 
<laughs> and yeah, and she gets this swimsuit, and she's like, "What do you think?" It's like a seductive type pose, almost like not intentionally. Mm-hmm. Now Mizuno is finally like all flustered, and he starts complimenting her. He's like, "No, I met this. I met the suit, not me." Mm-hmm. And then yeah, eventually it turns out like she's gonna buy it. So a cute little funny moment. And then we get to the next episode with uh, Higashira, Mizuto, and Yume watching a movie. Higashira is like laying on Mizuto's lap. <laughs> He's all relaxed. Yume is like pissed off. He's like, why is she laying like this? She's a fucking hussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, little whore. Yeah, I zip, I zip your jacket, scratch your breast because it's hot and itchy. You fucking whore. I knew it. <laughs> and You're we find out. And we find out she's definitely down the fuck. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we're going to get to that. But, uh, yeah. All that's going on. And then, yeah, and then Higashi and Mizuno are talking about the film. They're talking about the director's fetishes. So I guess it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. I don't know. <laughs> all that's going on. It's like, yeah, like the, 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 these fetishes are good. They play it, all, they play it so well. You know I mean? It's like, what the fuck are you all talking about? She's like, I was too busy staring at you. Scratch your tits to fucking yeah. pay attention to the movie. Yeah, pretty much. It's like anyone want a drink, and then Mizuno drinks her cup, and then Higashira's like, "So it's an indirect kiss." You're saying, "I got yeah. you." Yep, basically. All that's going on, and then Mizuno Mizuno is very, very, very tired, and then Mizuno's like, "Oh, I'll 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 pamper you. I'll serve you. Basically, I'll give you this, my special. I'll even clean your ears and for free." Mizuno's, yeah, for free. <laughs> and then Mizuno's like, "No thanks." Lays on it. You may laugh. Yep. All's going on. And then, yeah, Higashir talks about being hurt by it still. But it's like, oh, although, Friends with Bevin sounds She's like, good. first off, she's like, oh, she's like, I want to kiss him. Like, huh? Like, like, he looks so vulnerable type of things. What in the fucking rape? Yeah, all's going on. It's like, you know what? I agree with her. Yeah, I agree. Friends with Benefits. Normalize that. Fuck couples. Right? And she's like, as long as and I get him. And basically like, leave. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking hussy leave. You fucking hussy leave. It's like okay. <laughs> okay, bye, brother con, brother coon, whatever the yeah, fuck. She, yeah, she she called her out on it. Yeah, she's like, you brother loving sister. <laughs> no, and, I don't. and then yeah, we Bro, go. If I were fucking Mizuto, I feel like shit because he keeps missing all this opportunity to get pussy. Yeah. Also, I will also definitely go with Higashiro. What no doubt. <laughs> Bro, she's so open with her sexuality. She's like, "Yep, I masturbate thoughts of you. I'll, I'll make sure I masturbate before I see you, so I don't get." Yeah, so, so you. the trick is get rejected because no matter what happens, you can get all the benefits without the dating. Right? It's better that way. <laughs> <laughs> even yo, even with fucking Subaru, he's fucking taking care of a comatose rim. Yeah, right. And he talks about how much he loves her, but not in that way. Still, well, he does, but like. Uh... Instead of leaving the vegetable to die, you're like, nope, we must save the vegetable. Protect the vegetable at all costs. Yeah, like, like, like she's also near and dear to my heart. Like, mm-hmm. I, as much as Amelia, even though I love Amelia in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we go to the next day. The mother is talking to Yume. Say, so, uh, Mizuto and Higashira, they're nice, right? Yep. Say, oh, uh, she's a nice girl and all this. Why can't you get a boyfriend? And mm-hmm. she, like, she, like, storms off into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like I like I, I only want Mizuto, and she said it out loud. She didn't think it; she said it out. Loud. 
And she's like, why did I say that out loud? And she's embarrassed in the episode. Yep, that was where the episode ended. So nice two set of episodes. So, like, what do you think is going to happen? You think it's going to be like a forbidden love? They're going to, you know, get together in secret? So it was like, it's not going to be sad. Mom, Dad. You think, yeah, you think I know you guys love each other very much. Could you break the fuck up so I can fuck him again? Thanks. (laughs) Bro, that's so wild. That'd be terrible. That would be a terrible thing. Fuck your parents happiness. Let us have this no chromo slash chromo relation. I feel like they're going to just, I can't say they're going to get together in secret. Like, I feel like, I think, I I think they're just going to get closure. I think so. I think, I think they'll get closure. I think they'll kiss. I think they'll kiss. They'll share that one final moment Mm -hmm. and then that's it. And Higashira is still fucking rejected and horny. Unless, unless you may convince him to go to her. That'd be interesting. Yeah, like like after the unfinished business, I think that would be it. Yeah, I wanted them together, but yeah. Oh, each other. Oh, each All right, moving on. Uh, call the nights. Another uh, fucking banger. It is. It is. Uh, fucking Seri starts going to Co, and all of a sudden, V Trigger. V Trigger. My Nazana. Like, and it was ooh. fucking flawless. Kenny Omega could hit that better if it was no thigh no slapping, full on connect. I mean, he full- hit fucking Okada with some without thigh slapping that that smack. Yeah, but like full on broken jaw. Yup, spit flying. I, oh my god! And then now it's like, oh yeah, no, like I ain't trusting you with co, my, my co, mine. <laughs> All that shit. no cocoon. What else happened in this? Um, the episode basically focuses on a stalker that um, what's Sari befriended that Sari, yeah, basically has. So Sari has a group of, has groups of men, and they all want to be with her, but she's like, eh, I'm boring, whatever. But she obviously takes interesting an interest to Co. And after the the fight and the V trigger, um, what's it called? They Sarah goes on her way, but you could tell like something's off with her. And so Co uh, yeah. asks, uh, uh, what's her face? Um, Nazuna. So like, hey, can I, you know, spend time with her for tonight? Like, all right, fine, whatever, do you? So they basically hang out and they have the conversation and talk about the stalker. They talk the about karaoke. things like that over karaoke. And um, we see the stalker that she's been talking about show up to karaoke. And Sarah is not having it. Sarah's like, and she wants to, she wants to kill him, like full on, like he yeah. has to die. Yeah. Straight up, yeah, he's gonna die. And so you're like, you'll move out the way. I'm gonna kill him. Like, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Whatever. Yeah, Co- yeah. Co's like, no. Right, right. And so basically, they run into an alley, and they kind of have amongst the three of them. They kind of have like this this moment amongst each other where it's like, also you know, this. Also, the guy's name is Akihito. Yeah, Akihito. So we find that Akihito is basically confused with his feelings over her. Like, but he genuinely does love her. And um, he just is just he doesn't know how to process it. And Sarah, who basically wanted to make him an offspring, but then got like, you know, turned off by him, like realized like, hey, like he's more than just some offspring. Like, I actually do enjoy spending time with him a lot. And like, that's why she can't. And that's why, yeah, we can't be together because I'm a fucking vampire. We can't be friends. But then she basically uses Nazuna and Ko as an example. Like, this is what we could be, but this is what we can't be. But, you know, 
<clears throat> they kind of have this yeah, like cause, yeah, because she thinks she thinks she can't love anyone. Yeah, and so and she has it's a... more of yeah. She like even if she wanted to turn to vampire, yeah. she emotionally will not let it happen. Regardless. Yes. Damn, another interception. That's wild. Wild. Holy shit! But all that, yeah, all that's going on. But eventually, she suddenly comes around. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the day, like they have this moment amongst each other, and they're just like, hey. You know, like let's be friends, and then Akihito is like, "I'll be your, uh, I'll be your concubine, whatever the fuck, I'll be your, your, your child, whatever the fuck he says." Yes. So, uh, Sarah bites him, and you know, I was a little disappointed because I was expecting some grand fucking like thing that happens, like he grows fangs, he starts writhing in pain, and then feels nothing. Like it's so like nothing. And like she, she sucks his blood for a long ass time, and the only thing you notice is they go back in to play karaoke. And fucking, he's like, oh, I don't need my glasses anymore. He's like, oh, shit, I can see. And that was the only subtle thing. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. But regardless, you know, it was uh, super solid. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Uh, Should we get to like Horus? How much? What do we have left? Like Horus, Overlord, and Abyss. No, let's do Abyss. I'm sorry, not Abyss. Uh, Let's do Overlord. And then we'll close with like Overlord. Yeah, all right. Oh, man, we got a fucking character wrong. Yep, we sure did. And it's like, damn. Lord Farquaad isn't a piece of shit. No, like, he seems like it, but no, he really cares about his kingdom and the people. He cared about his kingdom. He cared about the people. He cared about his position. And basically, he was lied to and brought down, like, a wrong path. And it cost him. It cost them big. So basically, they continue out the war. And um, first off, uh, Ainz is like, "Oh shit, who the? Why the fuck is there a fighter here? Like, what is that a player? What the fuck?" And then, but he hides yeah. it. He's like, that's exactly what I wanted. And they're like, "Oh, let's go destroy the village." Yeah, let's go destroy the village. No, I don't want to destroy the village. No, 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 no. He's like, I actually want to destroy the kingdom. All right, well, if that's what you want, let's go destroy the kingdom. Yes, we're gonna destroy the kingdom. So they go. They get everything prepared. <laughs> Meanwhile, we see Lord Farquaad. Um, what's his name? Officially, his official name. Yeah, his official name. It's like Var Varquanish Co or some shit like that. Uh, Varquan Co. It's not. Var, it's not Farquad. It's like it's something with a V, if I remember correctly. I'm trying. I'm trying to find him. Oh man, uh, where the Over- fuck is he? Uh, Zanuck or Zanuck? Va- or or Visev. Visev. V- yeah, Visev. Visev. Okay, so Visev. So Visev, he talks to his sister, who is the conniving cunt. Has to say cunt, Sean. She's a cunt. Yeah, yeah. Renner, um, fucker, fucker, right in the pussy. Um, yeah, for, yeah. First name Renner and first name Zanuck for the guy. <laughs> okay. if, we're, if, if we're gonna talk about them together, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. his name is Renner. Uh, she's she's Renner. Renner. She's Renner. She's Renner. She's Zanuck. He's Visev. Yeah. I'm gonna call him Visev because I remember Visev. Okay. So Visev. So Visev speaks to Renner. Princess Renner and is like, what would you do? Like, oh, I would do this, whatever the fuck. And then she's like, oh, how did they? How did we not like? How did we not recognize these people? Like, oh, this is where Raven Kill, which and he's a very popular person throughout the seasons. Raven Kill, Marcus Raven. He basically was kind of working in secret with, um, maybe was he working with, on purpose with the kingdom or was it on accident? He was he was he was uh, duped into working with them. I think on purpose. I think accidental. It's accidental. So yeah. Um. They basically think that he basically uh, was, uh, uh, what's it called? Treasoning against the kingdom. <clears throat> but they're like, you know, like we have no choice. We have to defend the kingdom with all we have. 
and that's what we're gonna do you know and they're like hey and the the, the sister is like uh renner is like hey man you know you're not like uh you're actually a pretty good uh a pretty good king and he's like you know he's like i'm worthless on the battlefield but I, i'm king i have to show up you know it's what i do and so i'm there to the end and so he is there to the end, and he decides to make audience with Eins, and they have a conversation in the middle and of the it, battlefield. It's a nice conversation. <laughs> it is a nice conversation. He's like, "Why must you slay my people? Is there not any other way?" And, and what do like, you want? What do you want? He's like, "Well, there probably is another way, but this is what I want to do." And he's like, "Well, what do I want?" He's like, "It's complicated, and it's not. I just want happiness." And he's yeah. like, "You can't achieve happiness any other way." He's like, "No, but you should understand is that it, I want to achieve you happiness for people." For my people, for those who I cherish most, wouldn't you? And he's like, you got a point. But they have a nice civil conversation about things. And, you know, he's like, well, he's like, um, Eins is like, you know, I, I like you. How do you want to die? And he's like, well, I, I'm not going to die. But if I'm going to die, you know, make it as painful as possible. He's like, I like you. He's like, I will kill you as gracefully and smooth as possible. And he says, uh, one more thing. Who has the hero's sword right now? Because he, he really wants that sword. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, brain has it." Brain on gloss. I love his name, brain on gloss. Yeah, poor sounds guy. cool to say that. I know, <laughs> hey, poor guy. Poor fucking brain. He's he's next. He's just next. I'm he sorry, needs more brain. brain. He needs more brain before he dies. But like, no, I, I, you you figured you would see him more beforehand. <laughs> He'll probably be in season five, unless they kill him. We'll see, but no. So the they he returns back to his tent. Uh, Vicev returns back to his tent, and a mutiny happens. And uh, he's like, you know, rather than like there was no special plan, he's like, nope. He's like, you guys want to come after me? Come after me, bro. And he pulls a sword out. His fucking his uh, right hand man like, pulls he, his sword he, out. He's willing to die for the kingdom right right now. now. Let's put it on the line. And then we see. He does. A, <laughs> And he does die. We see a convoy of of nobles coming from the from the kingdom, and they're like, "Here's his head. Please save us. That's what we want." And he's like, "And the 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 king or Einzel Goal is disappointed. He's not happy. He's not happy. He gives the the, the severed head to um to who do you give it to? To Mara or Aura, or do you give it to uh, Albedo? Yeah, Albedo. He gave it to Albedo, and he said, "Bury him with honor." And they said, where is his armor? And they're like, oh, it's back in the tent. Okay. And they're like, oh, what do you want for this reward? And he's like, oh, please save us. Please save our family. All these selfish motherfuckers. Please save us. Please save our family. He's like, very well. He's like, you've earned that. Come, we'll take you over to um, crazy ass name. I forget his name. Which one? The the general in uh, Nazareth where he's sending them to. It's like a crazy scientist that's going to experiment on him, basically. Basically, he's taking them to the crazy scientist that's going to experiment. Send them to die. <laughs> Sending them to die. And he basically said, he, he, Ainzo Go looks at, I think it's Mara, right? Or was it Aura? It was Aura. Looks at Aura and it said, don't kill them unless, unless they beg to die. Okay. Yeah. And then he, and grabbed, like, uh, he grabs Aura forcefully and said, even if they beg to die, make sure it's slow and painful. Yeah, and like, he, okay. he killed the guy. He killed the guy he liked. <laughs> yeah, he killed the guy. He didn't get to kill him at his own hands. And then he's like, "All right, guys." He says, he's like, he says uh, "Mayor Cocutus, go kill everyone there." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I've lost interest." He's like, "I'll let you guys command." He's like, "Make sure no one survives." And he's like, "Go all out. Don't hold back your powers." Yeah, he's like, "I'll let you go." So forward. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna see all out mayor. I waited. For- yeah, bro. He holds back a lot, so we get to see what he can do. <laughs> We get to, you know, what's going in the preview. You said, um, Kilcutis fights. I think he fights yeah. Brain. Yeah, no, he's gonna fight Brain. 
He's going to lose the brain. He, or he kills brain. I don't think so. I think brain. I'm going to call it right now. Brain kills Kakutas. I'm going the opposite. I don't see them dying. That's the thing. I don't see them dying. I'll bet you a shot on the air. All right. All right. You heard it. You heard it. I'll talk to Keki. What's Two hours, what? three minutes, and seven seconds in. Two more to go. <laughs> <laughs> Good All shit, right. Bro. Good but, shit. I, but I will say he will use the sword better, Brain. I think he's going to win. I like he has to, but at the same time, I I don't I don't see him dying. I don't see Kokutas dying, though. Who's to say he dies specifically to Brain? I'm I'm saying that if Kok- either Kokutas is going to lose or Brain is going to die. I say Brain dies. I say Kokutas loses. All righty. We'll go with that. That's our bet. That's our bet. A shot on the air. A shot on the air. Drink of our choice. Yes. All right. Now I'm moving on. Co-main. Like Horus. Like Horus. This was this was sad. This sealed it for me as a five anime. Sealed it. Poor sealed. Mika. Sealed it. Yeah. Poor Mika is right. Uh, he's probably be best supporting male for me. <laughs> it's hard to think of any others, right? No, like he's such a good guy. You get his character and all this. He really and, and there's still more to learn about him at the same time. <laughs> He really treats Chisato like a daughter. And it's a nice moment between them. Very nice. As basically everything, as the raid happens on Majima's supposed like hideout. Yeah, ba- um, yeah. basically what's, yeah, his plan is basically have, everyone have guns. Yep. And not, and not everyone is in like all of his people. Everyone is in the fucking Civilian. population of Japan, of Tokyo. Like basically call out to call out like chorus to make them kill each other, even the police. Yeah, bro. Like it basically he put on the crazy pedestrian cheat code from GTA. <laughs> and this is what we're getting. That's literally what he's doing right now. It's wild, dude. And so and he he's also pissed off. We see earlier in the episode he interrogates Alan. Uh, we'll call him Alan. Uh, Yoshi-san. Yeah, yeah. We'll call he him interrogates Alan. Yoshi-san, and he basically says like, "Oh, like, is this like you know your organization?" He's like, "Oh, whatever." Like they go back and forth, and he's like, "Listen," he's like, "Once we're done taking out the Lycoris, I'm going after Alan next. I'm going after the Institute next because you guys are fucking dicks. What you guys did." He has the 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 nurse who fucked up Chisato, and he actually kind of feels bad. He likes Chisato, and he's like, "Oh, you guys just killed fucking Chisato. Like, good job, motherfuckers." Like, I'm going after your fucking people now because you did that. And meanwhile, as this whole thing, this whole operation is happening, they're trying to locate where Majima is specifically, blah, 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 blah. Um, Chisato, they've closed the store down. They Everybody pops in and saying how sad they are. And she says, yeah. just Chisato and, um, and Mika. Yeah, and she's, like, she's trying to convince them to keep, open, to keep the shop open for them. Yeah. And so Mika's like, come with me. And they go to a box, and it's a long box. And Mika's like, or not Mika, what's her face? Shisato's like, oh, it's a weapon. And he's like, no, it's not a weapon. And they open it, and it's a kimono. Yeah. And so she puts the kimono on. She's all happy. She looks gorgeous. Uh, Mika tells her she looks gorgeous, takes a picture. And then Shisato decides to bring up Yoshi. And they have a really... Frank like he, conversation he thought basically he he thought it would be fair to tell the truth about yeah and so mika tells uh, her the entire truth of what the gun meant what her life was supposed to be like basically, why yeah. her life is ending now and you know and mika is is devastated by this like he feels that he's failed her he begins to cry 
Um, and it's a really emotional moment between a father and it really is a father and a daughter caught up in a fucked up circumstance. And basically Chisato says, you guys are my fathers. I'm not going to hold any ill will or a grudge or anything of the sort against you guys. I love you both. And that it is what it is. So meanwhile, as they're having this nice moment amongst each other, chaos is ensuing at the, uh, at the opening of the new tower that they have, Majima yeah. basically is about to tell the world about like Horus. She's activated the crazy cheat code, like Matt said, where everybody in the fucking population has guns, and they're eventually and then able to we get two phone calls. Horses. Yeah, we get two phone calls. The first one is uh, the commander of the Lycoris, yeah, yeah. and then the other one it was from Majima. Yep, it's like, hey, don't do anything. Or I'm gonna kill him. While the other end is basically saying, "This is your and mission." And by him, it's Yoshi. Pronouns, pal. Yeah. Pronouns, pal. But um, yeah, basically, I'm gonna kill Yoshi if you try to stop me. And the other yeah. end is like, "Please stop them. This is your mission. You can actually yeah. save everyone, like you're yeah. like you wanted." Yep. And so basically, this and- is good. This is gonna wear out her heart. No, well, that's the goal is to wear out her heart. But basically, Mika tells her like, "What you know?" Um, she's like, "What do? You, what should I do?" And Mika's like. Let the Lycoris handle the tower. They'll be more than fine to handle the tower. Go shave. Let's go save Yoshi. Let's go save my man. Is basically what he said. <laughs> yeah, okay. so, like, don't tell me. Like, don't tell me he's gonna die in the way there. <laughs> he might, and that might feel that might be his vindication, which would be wild. But anyway, they they basically empty out the uh, the, uh, the the vault, the armory, and yep. they are going to battle the two of them. Yep, we got two more episodes of that. We're also we also forgot that Mizuki and Kurumi basically fled the country. <laughs> yeah, they fled because uh, Kurumi can't can't she, can't she can't stay in the country. Yeah, and Mizuki is basically gonna go shit. But she's gonna go get drunk and fuck a hot guy in uh, Italy, I think, or Germany. Go fuck a hot guy. In yeah, Germany. and then Takeda was basically trying to find Alan through Majima, and Majima's like, "I don't care about you. Fuck off." <laughs> basically, but she helped in a way because um, the commander was struggling to struggle for time while they were trying to find Majima's location, and because he asked her those questions and trying like he, she broke rank to ask the question. Yeah, she's like, she's like without he, even realizing. Yeah, but she bought him the time. Yeah. But no, very good. Very good episode. Super solid episode. Then, like I said, this episode for me sealed it as a five anime. Now, speaking of another five, Main Abyss. It should be a six. God damn it. I want to break our scale. Break the Meltzer scale. These two episodes again. Fantastic. Um, Dark. More and more. We learn more of Fapita. Mm -hmm. And we get backstory on Rag finally. Mm -hmm. But before all of that, though, Reg talks to Fapita, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I need one of your limbs." And she like rips like ear oh, and arm. Yup. All this like I I'll do I'll take up more limbs if it means you have to, you could do the promise with me. And he's like, "I still don't know the promise. Still don't know the promise." And then he he eventually gets it. Mm-hmm. Is this more of break the wall for her to enter? <laughs> And destroy the village, and he does. Yeah. Before that, though, uh, (laughs) basically, uh, they go. He goes back to the village, and we see that fucking prophet. What's that guy? Wazu. Wakuzan. Wazu Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking Wazu there, and (laughs) fucking fucking takes a (laughs) veil. Yeah. Right. 
And then there's another guardian there. It's causing rampage. And then where I was like, why does he look like the person that basically abused me? <laughs> they took it off of memory. Yeah, like, oh, like, yeah funny story. <laughs> yeah. All that shit. Like, really? You're going to do that to her on top of everything? Yeah. Fuck. Like, what else you got to do to her? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, he starts, this thing, this creature starts fighting Reg. Uh, and then he starts using the incinerator, blows a hole. Happy that can get in, and that's where that episode ends. The episode, oh, actually, well, no, the well, episode. Well, she end. does this like she does this, this giant speech of how everyone's going to suffer. Yeah, and while, not while only they're that, cheering for her. Not only that, the black things, which we did, we established previously, were the unborn children of uh, of her mother, Iru, yeah, of Iru They basically go to her and they restore her back to yeah. like complete normal and this is like a theme in the next episode too if she's hurt if she's damaged they restore her and it's the same thing like i had mentioned in um in uh god damn it um uh my isekai life where the the guy absorbs the fucking zombie and he restores him that's the same yeah. exact thing that iramui's children do with uh with faputa and yeah. so she's invincible right now she's completely invincible and yeah. so we get that's the end of that episode however the next episode it starts off it starts off so beautiful so yeah, like, we're gonna get to that first yeah nanachi well first uh what you call it nanachi and uh what's bella. yeah bella well, well well bella but there's basically less nanachi and mitty go like, you're free i've released you from my spell you're free to go but if you go Mitty will disappear. All of because she because she's made from this area basically. Yeah, nothing that's made here can survive out there. And if you look outside, you see the curse. So now she's having this little dilemma, but yep. this but this time she gets a proper goodbye, unlike the first time. Yep. And yeah, she starts talking to Mitty. Uh, Mitty's more accepted in this one, and she says, "Like I will find you." Like, yep, we're gonna we're gonna be together. This. Yep. Wait a little longer, type of thing. Yep. Yep. And it, it was it was such a good scene. <laughs> it was a very good scene, very emotional scene. Um it was and just... then the other the other creatures start going to her. Yep. And they as all their disappearance. They all disappear as well. However, they did leave her with a new hat. She gets a new hat because it's made out of um some of the outside metals. The, whatever they were made of, yeah, because yeah, she was practically naked, and yeah, so she's like, Take us, take, you can take us with you now. And she puts the hat on, and they go, and that's the end of that scene for now. And then, as soon as you see that beautiful scene with them, you we see get a dark scene, you get gore and violence with yeah. Faputa. All of these she hollows are screeching, devoured, killing, eating, eating, going through, literally going through them. She is going batshit nuts. And Reg decides I need to well, stop well, her. Gabu, well, Gabu tries to tell her, like, hey, you should stop her. <laughs> and so Reg says, Rika! And Rika blows, uh, what's it called? Um, what's her face? Prushka? The whistle. Yeah, but well, well before that, though, he, that's when he got, starts going and they start fighting for a bit. And they start fighting for a bit. But then before that, before he started, oh wait, did he? Was it? Did they start the the flashback before the fight or during the fight? I thought it was during the fight they started. The, the fight. It was near the end of the fight. 
No, you get you get a lot of flashback throughout the episode. The yeah. it goes between it, it started it started during the fight the first time. Okay, so before the fight, like Matt said, right before the fight starts, right before Rika blows Prushka in order to turn on white mode reg, um, we basically get a flash a flashback to when Fapato was fairly new and born with Gaburon, and we basically see Reg traveling along normally yeah, and his, his goal is to get out of the abyss he keeps going up keeps traveling up the abyss but and he does and then freak of all people brings him back well because he i don't know we don't he has know no what, memories but we still, still, we still don't know how he lost his memory but the episode focuses heavily on the relationship that uh that reg and fapita share so deep that they basically pled they basically got engaged before he left uh the sixth floor and the sixth layer and was like i'm gonna come back i'm gonna help you with your promise once i'm done helping you with the promise we'll be together and she mentions children he agrees like they are basically like a couple and he forgot all of that completely and so the, the a lot of the episode focuses on their interactions them getting to know each other reg learning japanese instead of like the village's yeah. language it's really really nice stuff and Reg, throughout this battle, he's getting these flashbacks in his own head. He's recognizing the flashbacks. He's feeling the pain that Faputa felt and, and, and expressed to him while they were together um, during their initial time. He just can't pinpoint why. He can't pinpoint where or why this is. And it upsets him. And it upsets Faputa as well. And again, we see white mode reg, white mode reg. It, it can go toe to toe with Fapita. He has her on the rocks. All he has to do is probably just incinerate her one time. Has yep. her on the rocks and he hesitates. And he said, and it's at the moment where they basically agree to be engaged before he leaves the abyss. And you get the beautiful music that abyss has absolutely gorgeous music. And you get that music in the background and you see reg stop. Reg begins to cry and says, how can I stop you? Um, I, you know, this is your wish, but blah, blah, blah. He basically has this nice moment where he's like, he realizes like, I can't stop you. Like, I want to help you. I want to be with you. And Fapita throughout like the second half of the, of these things between the fights, he, she comments like, oh, he's so kind. He's so kind. And so at the end of the episode, Fapita said, you're so kind, Reg, but you're so foolish, foolish. And she flips him over. Reg is on his back. He's like, what the fuck is happening? Fapita's got her claws and her fangs out, and he, he she's gonna eat the fuck out of Reg to fucking and then, end that episode. And then Cliffhanger. And then Cliffhanger as she's about to fucking de- devour, literally, literally devour Reg, who's at this stage when he basically realizes he can't stop her or doesn't want to stop her, he goes out of white mode, and he's back to normal Reg, but yeah, something's got to happen. So wild. I think Can't the curse the curse is going to fuck them up. Maybe. I don't know. It's going to fuck them up. Well, the curse won't fuck up Faputa. But um and it doesn't fuck up Reg either. Um the curse is going to fuck them up. Yeah, uh, fuck. Yeah, another great episode. Emotional, gory. It's so good. This story is so good. When you think you know, you don't know. Oh, and the other thing also we skipped over is that uh, Wazu, Waz- Khan defended the village because the village was intaking fire, or, sorry, iron rain from, yeah. the, uh, from the incinerator as a result of the incinerator blast uh, and the, the, the village collapsing because of Fapita. It began to rain iron, rain fire, and he protected the villagers 
uh, when he opened his masks and he covered, he provided cover to people. So right. even he, and we also saw when when um at the beginning of the episode where uh Nanachi is released by Belaf. Belaf Belaf says I have to go and I have to you know rec- I have to rectify basically this this life that I've lived is in essence the message that he said and so he's on his way over to the battle scene as well. So we're gonna get some sort of final. I I know for a fact we're gonna get some final. We the oh that's the other thing. Did you ever announce that uh, as what? news that the final episode is gonna be an hour? I was going to say, I was, was going to actually just talk about it during this. Yeah, dude. The final episode is going to be yeah. an hour. We have two yeah, more episodes. That, that was like that for uh, season one, too. It was like that for season one as well. Yeah, so 40 minutes. I'm, we're going to get a final moment between Belof, Wakuzan, Vueko, and Faputa. And something is going to happen in regards to Aaron Mui. Someone's dying. Someone's dying or someone can come back. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, closing thoughts for the week. Strong week, strong week. We're getting with everything going on. Everything is coming more into focus, and it's it's really good. I'm you know every show that I watch, I get well with the exception of Rent a Girlfriend, with the exception of last week, I get some sort of entertainment value, and uh, the value that I get, especially from the top five shows that I have, exponential, exponential. I am starving for more from these shows yeah. we got about two to three weeks left we do and this long season's fucking over so. no, we do buddy um yeah dude we did hey we did a good job we're, we're at under two and a half hours it's been a while since we hit that all right let's uh, let's wrap it up then so we can get the fuck oh out of here. i forgot one more thing oh um, my god <laughs> i forgot one more thing i can't wait for you guys to see on social what i'm creating for edc for the from the podcast, I'm blowing this son of a bitch up. Come hell or high water, Matt, yep. we're gonna make it. Goddamn it! Yep. And also, we have our opening theme. <laughs> yes, you gotta hear it a little bit, but you're you gonna hear it this episode or next episode. <laughs> yes, prepare, prepare. It is fun. We're doing the ED next. Yes. And we, wanna, and we and we want to thank the people on the fine people on fire. We'll give them a proper shout out once it's fully played. Yes, we should put them on. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, yeah, a credit to to him and her for helping out with the music. Yes. So again, we'll we'll explain more of that shout out once we air it on the air. Like we'll play it on the air. Yes. But you might hear it on Spotify in this episode, or again. Probably everything in the next episode. Get the plugs so you can tell them where to hear this new OP, Matt. Well, uh, you can hear this on our fucking at Talk to Cakey, where our Twitter is. We have a link in our link tree where you listen to your favorite local podcasts uh, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible. We want to thank W2M Network and ChairShot Radio for hosting us on their websites. We can listen to us on certain days of the week. Uh, we want to thank Sean, our editor. You can also follow me on Twitter at DamienPhoenix12. You can follow our Facebook group at Eat the Cake. Give us a shout-out. Please let us know how you found out about us. If it was for the podcast, we will shout you out as well. Come join the community of anime and maybe some fucking degenerates on top of it. Angel. <laughs> Marte. Yes. Angel Marte will beat the the uncool admins. But anyway, that is our plugs. Well, my plugs go ahead. Close us out of here.
Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at AI underscore not a that's Twitter. Fuck am I saying? You can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at AI underscore anime24. I anime24. You can follow my podcast Instagram at podcast dot senpai. You can follow me on Twitter at S H O S T O P P A 24. That's showstopper 24. You can follow us on our talk the cakey Instagram at talk the cakey T-A-L-K-T-H-E-K-E-K-I. Again, stay tuned for what we're gonna be posting on our socials we're going to be shouting out and posting um the editor the creators of our op and ed i'm going to be posting my anime cosplays for edc as well as what i've got in store for the promoting of that during that period i can't wait for you guys to see it um shout out to my boy craig beverly he's the one who helped me put together what i'm going to show you guys soon and i hope you guys will enjoy it and be able to see it as well and enjoy that from there um any other shot again as matt said we have link trees in all of our uh socials where you can follow our uh talk to keki uh information yeah or you can follow our personal endeavors um on there shout out to my boy andy at the mma for marks podcast we are coming back shortly we are definitely coming back shortly. We're coming back courtesy of Sean on the W2M network. I cannot wait. We're going to be rebranding MA for Marks because we want to do it different since we're going to be under Sean's banner. So I can't wait to talk uh, MMA, talk combat sports. It's my other love besides anime. I can't wait to talk about that with my boy Andy. You guys are in for a, ru- a wild ride where we talk about funny gay shit with Matt and I. With Andy, he will be high as a kite and we will be definitely fucking wild so look forward to that um let's go home matt all righty uh till then we'll see you next week arigato and that's ofaku and sayonara sayonara minasan if you're looking for a great selection of fall styles then you've got to shop at plato's closet they're your one-stop shop where you'll find all the cooler weather styles you need for guys and girls like hoodies jackets shoes denim and so much more And the best part, you'll find it all at prices up to 70% less than retail. Styles and savings for the fall season are waiting for you today at Plato's Closet. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.